the hideout. Ugh. Happy Saturday to you. Whatever. How are you, Hefe? Not interested. You ready to get some news in you? Have you heard about this one, Hefe? Barack Obama is very upset that many consider Bill Clinton to be the first black president. Tell me this, Hefe. Exactly how many chunky white chicks does Bill have to bang to be considered? For those of you that don't know, Dubs is trying to get a job as a writer, uh, a scab. Mm -hmm. And that is why he insists on writing a monologue and performing a monologue. Uh, as far as commenting on what I believe was kind of a racist um, job. Well, I'm not going to say There's nothing racist about the news, Hepe. I got more news for you. An Austin, Texas cat is credited for discovering hidden child porn. An actual cat. Yeah, an actual cat went up and uh, discovered some DVDs of child porn. And this just proves the dog is man's best friend. That's your pedal bells. Let's see, so... Beat that, Leto. I don't think anyone would touch that. And so you start off the night with a with a racist joke, and then you move into I'm going to assume you like dogs more because they won't talent. I I don't understand. I don't understand. What you don't understand. You just have to listen and enjoy the news. Earlier today, this is a Washington D.C. story out base. So you should be very excited about this one. Earlier today, the Redskins fired coordinators Greg Williams and Al Saunders. Right. Rumors are having them uh, join Joe Gibbs and Steve Gutenberg on the mothership by the end of the week. Cocoon. I got it. They're all Okay, old. yeah, yeah. I completely understood where you're going with that. It's still not funny to me. I hate it. I hate you. And I'm ready to move on. Can we start the show now? Bring the ship up to broadcast that. We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. The hideout. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. The Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. The Hideout. We're all being lobotomized by this country's by most influential industry. The Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! What's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Ah, uh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. It is Saturday night, and we are live, my friends, back in Washington, D.C., in case you have not heard. Yes, your former friends, El Hefe and J-Dubs, once heard on Saturday nights and late nights. We're back live, and we want to hear from you. 
800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Or you can go on hideoutradio.com, figure out all the information, including where to hit us up on the IM, and that's Hideout Radio on AOL. Yeah, on WJFK, uh, we have uh, updated all of our podcasts. Mm -hmm. For those of you who... uh, are just now finding the show once again and want to get caught up on everything. So that is WJFK.com or HideoutRadio.com. And if you want to discuss the show, download old shows, including all the stuff we did in Orlando at Real Radio 104.1. For now, that is available on HideoutHeretics.net. That is HideoutHeretics.net. Because that's what the hardcores are called, J-Dubs. Yes, they call- the heretics. They called themselves the heretics. Uh, as far as we are concerned... Here until 9 o'clock. Now, does Joe Radio start this weekend? I was not able to get that information. If anybody down there can... It does. Does it? Nice. Fantastic. Joe Ardinger on after us. More the Joe Ardinger leading. I would call us the opening band. Well, unfortunately, you got it off to a horrific start with that monologue. Hey. But Saturday... That's the beauty of opening bands. Hit or miss. Saturday nights. Uh, with you, it's more miss. Saturday nights are now your place with the hideout and Joe Radio. Let Joe know, by the way, whenever he gets in, if he would like. We'd love to talk to him, you know, do a little crossover. I know the uh, Money Pit doesn't like to crossover with us they too often. Us. I don't know why that they is. They just give us uh, these snarly looks while we cross them in the halls on the way in here. I know, it's really uncomfortable, but we try to deal with it. All right, my friends. So, again, we are live until 6 in, the, in Joe Radio. Takes I don't want to say anything about nine. the Money Pit, but coming in here at 6, the, uh, the studio's kind of pungent. I don't, I don't. I'm not going to say that they stink, but it smells a little musty in here. On tap for you tonight in the hideout. Uh, of course, we're going to have to get into the uh, Heath Ledger thing. All right, I can't have music underneath this when we talk about Heath Ledger. Well, we're not going to talk about it now. We'll hit that in the headlines here in about 20 minutes. We're not going to talk about it at all. What we're going to do is a few moments of silence to honor Heath Ledger and to give everybody a time to, I don't know, reflect. I I am in my backyard right now creating a reflecting pool for Heath Ledger where I can go in there and uh, just look at it and think why. For those of you that don't know, you may want to change the channel, spoiler alert, because we're going to give you some Heath Ledger news that uh, could really be devastating. I can't take it. I personally can't take it. After what we went through last year... That's why I'm building a reflecting pool. After what we went through last year with Anna Nicole, I can't stand this, uh, once again, to lose someone in the public light. Also tonight, J-Dubs, uh, the uh, the cult suicides mm-hmm. that they're saying is going on because of uh, what's uh, happening Ledger? online. Oh, no. Uh, not, ironically enough, I do not know. It could be tied in. Yeah, but we just got all sorts of stuff for you, so we're going until 9 o'clock this evening, 800 1067. Now, Dubs, you, you're liking your life right now. We're doing the Saturday nights on WJFK. Uh, you know, we got some other stuff going on in radio, more on the news talk side. Are, are you digging life? I mean, are, are you worried about, you know, just the recession or anything like that? Oh, yeah, I'm worried about the recession. I'm worried about, um, well, one of my jobs, well, both my jobs, I'm due for a raise, I think. I think it's time for me to get a bump up. Oh, so you're already telling CK it's time to pay us more or what? Well, uh, this job too, but I haven't gotten to that boss yet. But um, both bosses at the other jobs said, nope, the recession's looming. 
Right. We can't give out raises. We just aren't doing well enough right now. Really? Yeah. I got a uh, $6,000 raise this week. What recession? I don't think there is one. I'm telling you what, these like EOEs thank, are out of control. I'd like to thank you, CK, for that personally. <laughs> it wasn't this job that gave you $6,000, but it was. I quit now. Ooh, then it was. Let me show you a pay stub. Uh, now, I, during the week, I'm a publicist, and I got a very... That, that's the way my week started, with this awesome raise that I got. And it, So did the, the, the well, good the feelings... Did the good feelings... Uh, kind of carry through for the rest of the week because my Monday was terrible and my Friday was terrible. All right, don't be racist. We all know Monday was MLK Day, and I don't need you to go into why you felt bad. Uh, it's not necessary. Uh, as far as me, though, I mean, I was told I was getting a raise. I wasn't expecting that much of a raise because of the recession, and it really it kicked my week off to a fantastic start. Take it back to MLK real quick. I wanted to bring this up. Would the Dr. King want everybody to take off of work and school for a day to celebrate him? I mean, it, it seems a little counterproductive. He was a person who thought, you know, everybody needed to work themselves up and get educated. But for some reason, we take his day as a day to do none of those things. I mean, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know what Dr. King would have wanted. I do. He probably wouldn't have wanted you talking about him. Why? So I can just start with that because I have, good a, doctor. I have a very... I have There's not, only two doctors I follow in this world. One's Dr. King and the other one's Dr. Savage. Michael Savage? Mm-hmm. Uh, so regardless, fantastic start to my week. I'm excited. This publicity thing's going really well for me. I got a couple of radio shows that I do. Life, you would assume, is good. For you. Well, for me, of course, because I'm not worried about you. And then I'm thinking to myself, all right, I got a job that I like. Mm -hmm. It's not full-time in radio, which I want to be doing. So why am I pursuing full-time radio gigs? Because that's what you really want to do. When I am in a business in an industry right now, you would never get a raise in no. a radio station. Just, just for the the heck of it, you got six thousand dollars. It wasn't like you; they, were, it was due to you. They called me up in the, in their office, and I'm like, "Oh Jesus, I'm getting fired." I told <laughs> because them. you've been in radio way too long. You know, whenever you get called into the office, it can't be good. Yeah, I'm getting fired, and they're like, "No, we love you, and here, here's uh, here's extra money for yourself. Go enjoy it." And I walked out of there. In shock, because, A, like I said, the recession, and B, I'm so used to radio where you're incredibly underappreciated that they don't just hand you money because you've been doing a good job. No, no, they hand you... Um, they figure out ways to cut budgets and you know, hiring freezes. If you do a good job, you might get season three of Malcolm in the Middle <laughs> out of the prize closet. You might get, uh, I don't know, some ear gear swag, but you don't get money. They don't just give away money. So, anyway, I'm. So then I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing? Why am I trying to 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 get a full time radio job? What what am I doing? I have a I have a career. I got a couple of radio shows. Why can't I just be happy with that? Because here's the thing: if you gave up on radio right now and just went with this other job, this publicist job, you'd become a cutter. Because you need that pain in your life, and that that life is too good over there. 
That's why you are, you know, craving the radio job, because you want something to beat you down a little bit, to make you hate life a little bit more. You know what? It does a little... Because here's the thing. I'm a publicist, and I deal with radio shows around mm-hmm. the nation. And it pisses me off looking at these radio shows, these no-talent-ass clowns around the United States of I, America that are stealing paychecks, doing the hackiest stuff on earth. I want to talk to you about this because that's what you do. You do contact radio shows, book people, do that kind of stuff. If you had to pick out one of the most hacky shows that you've had to book on to, Jesus. who would it be? You can give out two shows. I'll give you a, a, a tie for first if well, you have I to. I deal with so many different shows. I know. All right. Do you want me to go with one genre? Uh, shows? Well, I'll tell you there's one, and we're getting really inside here. Yeah, but they, I think hack radio is pretty universal, so we can we can tie it to DC. You know what gets me the most? What? Booking guests on shows that got jobs over <laughs> us. Because I did that for a station in West Palm Beach. Yeah? Well, it, what is that, Rex and Schmitty or yeah. Roper and Schmitty? Or yeah, Loper? whatever. Who cares? Yeah. All the same is what it is. It's, yeah, oh, they're god-awful, too. But it's anywhere. It's it's the same thing over and over in every market. Okay, here's another question for you. Um, as far as radio show goes, uh, what is the most cookie-cutter name for a morning show? Is it the Hot Morning Mess? The Freak Show. The Freak Show? You know how many Freak Shows and <laughs> Mojos and Canes and whatever are around the United States of America? Now you're pissing me off. <laughs> now you're getting me to the point where I don't want to be on this earth. It's insanity. I don't even want to. You know how many, I don't want to say this because it might get back around. You know how many Larsons there are in the United States? Oh, of course, yes. <sighs> so here's my point. Here's what I wanted to get into. Mm. At what point do you give up the dream? You got a decent job. It's paying you well. They appreciate you. If you're in a rock band... If you're an athlete, for example, I had a cousin who got drafted by the Devil Rays and was going to, you know, bounce around the minor leagues. And you just said, screw it, I'm going to go work for Dell and make more money and get my life started. At what point do you hit a certain age or is there something in your life that says, I am going to stop chasing this silly dream of mine and just become a cog in the machine? I think whenever um, you get to the point of where you have an option to make enough money and it's sitting right there. The check's sitting right there for the option to make enough money to raise a family and you decide to start a family. That is when you give up the dream. And you, you build a new dream. You build a new dream of living in a house with two kids and your gay cats. And, uh, <laughs> Don't talk about my cats. And, uh, yeah, that you that's your dream now. Your dream is to be a homeowner. <laughs> I hate the American dream. The American dream is to own homes and own stuff. It is the worst dream in the world. Why in the world would you want to be stuck in one area of the, the this country and there are so few areas that are worth being stuck in in this country? I, I can't imagine wanting to live in Grass Lake, Iowa for my whole life and owning a house there and thinking, yes, I've made it. I've made the dream happen. It's not It's not real. 800-636-1067. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because part of me says, I think I want to have children now with my chick. 
And then the other part of me says, I want to be able to go to the movies. I want to be able to take vacations. I don't want to quite give up on living. Mm -hmm. Because when you have children, and listen, I don't know this. Maybe some of you are parents out there right now. And you know most of the time when you hear and it's that first kid, it's, oh, shucks. Mm -hmm. That's not what I was hoping for. Yep. My life is officially over. And not that you don't love the kid after it comes out, but right when you first get that that pink strip or blue strip or whatever it is on the pregnancy test, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I didn't want this or need this in my life right now. And it hurts. Oh, yeah. Speaking of this, so speaking of children. Uh, in a roundabout way. Any barren girls, uh, get a hold of me on MySpace, myspace.com slash jdubs517. It is the hideout, 106.7 WJFK, and Dubs with you live on a Saturday night. So this morning I uh, go out to breakfast with my girlfriend, and I see this chubby girl, mm-hmm. which isn't uncommon. Uh, we are in America. And she has a blue shirt on with white lettering that says, abortion is mean. Man doesn't smell the greatest either. And is a necessary sport. (laughs) And I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking, is that a joke? Like, is no, no. It's just like those mean people suck shirts and everything, where people actually think abortions mean. People think that. uh, I think maybe if you enjoyed your trip to the abortion clinic, that might be mean, but. It's a necessary evil at times, and uh, yeah, I don't find it to be mean, but I think it could be smart. So, so I see her, and then I'm thinking, and then I looked to her friend, and they're both they're younger, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and about like late teens, early twenties, and the the friend has glasses and a grandma sweater on, <laughs> and so I'm thinking, you know what, she probably actually believes this, yeah, and I'm thinking. Is abortion really mean or just chunky? You know, like, I don't know what it is or how you would describe it, but I don't know that abortion is mean is exactly... Is that a shirt that you would wear? Like, I would wear it and then put something awful on the back. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, abortion's mean, but... um, Mean, but, but slippery. I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, 800-636-1067. Let's go to Lori on line one. Lori. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's going on? What's no. up? Uh, basically, I wanted to know what you thought was your dream. I don't have a, a particular dream. I think that that's narrow-minded in a way to think, okay, this is my one dream, and if I don't achieve it, I've failed. My one thing I don't want to be is stuck. I have, I have, I don't know, I'm very claustrophobic as far as being stuck in one area and being stuck with one person and being stuck in any kind of contract. I don't like being stuck in any way, and that seems to be the dream. The dream is a credit debt that you're up to your eyeballs in and a home that you won't pay for for 40 years. It's hey. ridiculous. Go ahead, Lori. So, like, all right. How do you think, like, the math education system plays into this? Because, like, for me, like, what I think, like, I'm, like, I'm young, I'm younger. And, like, I think, like, what people are being taught these days is, like, you got to get a college education. You got to, you know, attempt to get a master's if your parents have the money to put you through the school. And then you go off, meet some really nice person, settle down in the suburbs, 
get a nice job, have kids, and die. Here's you know? here's the problem with education. And by the way, the life you just described is horrific, and they yeah. shouldn't be teaching that. But you're right; that's what they want you to and do. Here's the here's edu- here's the problem with education. People push you into education immediately after high school or and uh, most people when they get into college they don't want to do what they're being set forth to do they don't want to be psychologists they don't want to you know uh go for an accounting degree they're doing it because that's what the market says is good right now and if you are going into college and trying to learn something because you really want to do it terrific but if you're doing it just because your parents can afford it and you think uh oh the market's looking really good for this right now you're an idiot. You're 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 only living this life once, and you're going to live it into something that you don't like. I know. It's, I, I look at guys who travel around. Um, all right, I have one here. Pup Daddy says, "I have a T-shirt that says abortions tickle." <laughs> and thank you for the phone call, Lori. Um, uh, Jude O'Brien says, "My kid." can beat up your kid's abortion. So, I mean, these My are, abortion can beat up yours. <laughs> these are shirts that maybe are a lot more interesting. 800-636-1067. But you're right. You taught this this dream when you go into school. They, 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 they mold the dream for you instead of you creating your own. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, <laughs> speaking of abortions, did you see the thing this week of... of and this segue actually works. Of the... Coffee or caffeine or whatever yes. is related to higher uh, miscarriages. Miscarriages, yep. Right. And it's, I, I, I call this generation's Doc Martin. Um, <laughs> the right. Red Bull is this generation. Chuck Jock. Uh, condom, no, it, con- if the condom breaks, go buy a monster so you don't have one. Yeah, it used to be buy a tapeworm. Now it's buy a Red Bull. <laughs> I think the stocks in Starbucks just went up. Uh, it is it is the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Oh, you're pregnant? Look a little sleepy, honey. Here's a nice tall latte. Let me get you some ripped fuel and shrimp spa. <laughs> Let's wake you up, sweetie. Remember, you want to move around. Jar that thing loose. <laughs> but... But, you know, again, like, when we didn't, when we weren't getting back into this whole thing, Mm -hmm. there was about a week, two weeks, right before I got this publicist gig, and then we got back on JFK, and then we started doing stuff with the news talk station in Tampa that we're doing stuff with, that I was like, all right, I'm ready to give up. I'm going to go be a teacher. Yeah, you're ready to go be a teacher for the public school system. I'm going to marry my girlfriend, and we're just going to have babies and cats. (laughs) And work toward a plasma, a plasma screen TV. That was going to be my that dream. That was your dream, yeah. That's exactly what it it's was. It's odd how the dream changes from week to week, too. Um. <laughs> it really is. Uh, let's go to line one and, uh, oh, look at this old friend, Bill Milliken. Cafe Dubs, Bill Milliken, Baptist PI, Four Horsemen Manager. How you doing? <laughs> Hello, Bill. Hypothetical situation, if I may. Okay. Let's just say a guy named Bill, not me, came home from church on Friday night. He had his coke all chopped up in a neat little line and was entertaining two lovely female escorts. Yes. He turns on the mighty WJFK expecting to hear Big O and Dukes. Mm -hmm. Because, well, let's face it, 
Nothing gets two ladies of the evening more in the mood than a fat Mexican and a funny white guy with an affinity for the word donkey. That's us, isn't it? Essentially, oh, the donkey. Yeah. yeah. Lo and behold, what is he here? None other than struggling sportscaster Jim Rome. <laughs> struggling? Talk about doo-doo butt trifling. Stuttering <laughs> Jim has more pauses in his sentences than the junkies haven't seen. St- all right, all right. Not, I'm not going to get to the point, Bill, Rome. Stop. JFK needs to put a silly bazilli show like the hideout on. All right. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. You're not going to call up and run down other shows on the station. It's stupid. It's not constructive. Wait <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bill's. Bill's company by the hour would still have the pleasure of listening to a fat Mexican. What are you doing? 800-636-1067. Uh, what is he doing? What is Bill Milliken doing? We always ask for that. Whenever Bill calls up, you know it's going to be something that we're going to have to go, Hey, Bill, knock it off. Yeah, behave. We do not feel the way Bill does. Um, the comments on the hideout do not reflect the hideout. Hey, did you have the hideout download of the mom and her baby? They got thrown out. Did you Did you see if you had that one? Did you have that one ready to go? I think it says baby laundry. Yeah. All right, here there we, we go. go. Here's a, this kind of actually fits in with everything we were talking about. It is the hideout 106.7 WJFK, half and dubs. Whenever we are uh, playing audio for you, we call it a hideout download. Hideout download. All I remember is they told me, you know, your baby's he's on here. Courtney McGee was on medication and barely remembers holding her son Jacob minutes after he died at birth. I was hurt. I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I terrified. I mean, the worst thing ever has happened in my life. So McGee and her family began planning the baby's funeral, but the body couldn't be found. A lawsuit filed by the family says that for 19 hours, the baby was missing until the hospital staff at Hughley Medical Center in Fort Worth realized it. They told us that the baby was, you know, that a lady, the cleaning lady, was sent up there. And later that day, she, I guess she was not recognized there was a baby wrapped up in a blanket. And... You know, she you put him in the laundry and he was shipped off. The funeral director says it picked up the boy's body from a commercial laundry facility. According to the lawsuit, the body was tossed in with the dirty laundry and severely disfigured. I think it's very wrong because I wanted to open casket say my last goodbyes. You know, I really honestly don't know if that's my son in that casket. I was just told. The hospital, through its attorney, says it's sympathetic to Miss McGee and the family's loss, but says this case is not worthy of a lawsuit and will fight the allegations vigorously. McGee says she wants the hospital to be more careful in the future. I just hope it doesn't happen to anybody else. I really do. Rebecca Lopez, Channel 8 News. How is that not worthy of a lawsuit? So I I guess the baby was born, born, stillborn, and they wrap it up. Oh, it was already dead. Yeah, it's my understanding it was already dead. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then the, no, it's not. Why are you? Why do you need to have a a burial for something you didn't even know and it was dead before it dropped out that, of your stomach? But that's not true though, because I mean, women they they get attached to their children. They're carrying them for nine months. Then don't cut the umbilical cord. Just carry it around like a tail. Or. Shut up, you know? Like it like it's like it's cans and you just got married. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Uh, you know, we've been very... Shock jock. This, this first segment, and I haven't really meant it to, but what did I tell you on the drive-in? You're I'm, surly? I'm surly tonight, <laughs> and I'm ready to rock. We'll take a break, come back, try to... We'll try to handle the hideout headlines mm-hmm. uh, with some real tact <laughs> as we Good talk luck. about as we talk about Heath Ledger. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Hideout. Prostitutes, pimps, gamblers. Hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. alone. Hideout. Back in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Getting up on, uh, just a second, a couple of the headlines. Hideout headlines, we call them. 800-636-1067. Going back to the last story we covered before we got into the break about the mom whose baby was thrown out with the laundry, Mm -hmm. or her dead baby. Uh, Fez's straight says, I'm really surprised the laundry gave it back. Uh, Usually no ticket, no fetus. (laughs) Tends to be true. Uh, Bill Milliken called, and he's back on the line. Bill. You there, Bill? Hey, Dubs. Bill Milliken, Baptist P.I., how you doing? What is the deal with cutting me off of my money metal phone call? <laughs> Did you have a point? It just sounded like you were running down the other shows on the station. We can't do that. We're all a team. I was only running down one show in particular. Nothing but love for the junkies and Big O and Duke. Thank you for the, the, uh, the apology. Now, who, uh, that's not an apology. <laughs> I won't apologize to Rome. I hate him. I can't stand him. I won't listen to him. He doesn't deserve a show on radio or television. I actually think Rome is Milton's great. burning. I really like it. What Rome are you burning should on? be burning. <laughs> All right. Thank you. It's Bill, disgusting. Bill, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I did want to say if you guys were on weeknights, at least my company by the hour which still had the pleasure of listening to a fat Mexican and a funny white guy. All right. Milliken has spoken. I'm out. Thank you, Bill Milliken, Baptist P.I. Uh, yeah, let's hit the headlines. Hideout headlines. <laughs> At the uh, bottom of each hour, we get you a couple of quick headlines. Biggest headlines of the week. We like to discuss them with you. So if you want to get in and discuss them, 800-636-1067. Dubs, the first one is a montage of sadness, if you will. Hideout download. And Hollywood star Heath Ledger has been found dead at his Manhattan apartment. The 28-year-old's death is possibly drug-related. He was about 20, I guess, when he made 10 Things I Hate About You, a cute teen comedy. Sleeping pills were found in the Ledger residence and around his body. Ledger also plays the Joker in the latest Batman movie, which is yet to be released. But they do not suspect foul play. A housekeeper found him dead after letting a masseuse into the apartment. He worked in... Publicity stunts, 
I am disturbed that the I know attendance is down in movies, but to really go to the point of faking a death, uh, namely well, I think, the I, Joker. I do, I do agree that it's a publicity stunt, but I don't think they faked it. I think they actually killed this man to get uh, a couple mil extra at the box office. Hideout download. You're letting a masseuse into the apartment. He worked in Monsters Ball with Halle Berry and Billy Bob Thornton, a very dark film. Ledger was known for his numerous screen roles. He was nominated for an Oscar for his performance in Brokeback Mountain. I'd never heard of that movie. He was, he was in that? Yeah. Had no idea. 800-636-1067. So America has lost another star. Mm-hmm. Dubs, I was shocked again at the outpouring of emotion that comes from our society when someone who pretends on a big screen or on a little screen in their living room dies it's shocking to me oh i think what the issue is right now there's a lot of serious stuff going on there's the elections there's the war there's global warming that fairy tale um there's all these different things going on, and I think people look for a distraction. And a celebrity dying at a young age is a is a hell of a distraction, and it's uh, something you can actually wrap your arms around and really bring to the dinner table and talk with your family about. That it's not really affecting you. Really? Yeah. So that's what people are looking forward to discuss, though, is that yeah. when some dude dies. Yeah. Well, everybody has seen him in the movies. Is a familiar face. It's very easy to talk about. He is? Yes. Heath Ledger? I mean, is he really a star? Yeah. Without a doubt, Heath Ledger's a star. Was he in, um, I don't know, like he was a Oscar Day nominee. After Tomorrow? No. Like a big movie like that? That was a big movie? Uh-huh. I think. No, he wasn't in a... He was an Oscar nominee. He's been in a lot of different kinds of movies, so his... Uh, his was you know, he in Major League? No, his familiarity does spread to a lot of different people. A lot of people have seen Knight's Tale, an epic film like that. I just um, don't get it. I don't understand. Broke back. Where are we? What? Broke what? Broke back mountain. Never heard of that one. Let's go to Travis on line one. Go ahead, Travis. Hey, Travis. What's poppin', my brothers? Yo, 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 dog. Yo, so check this out, man. My brother, he's a coroner. All right, and, first uh, of all, hold on. Uh, put him on hold. I don't believe him. I absolutely, I don't believe anything he's saying immediately. Why? It says on the board that his brother is a coroner and has inside info on Heath Ledger. Go then. Let's let's spread rumors. Well, we don't know. I, I'm sure he's going to Ramona. So let's go. Let's go here. All right. Let's go back to Travis on line one. Now that we've established that, go ahead, Travis. All right. So allegedly, what happened is uh, <laughs> during the filming of Batman, mm-hmm. Christian Bale caught a glimpse of uh, Heath Ledger's business card. And he saw the off-color white background <laughs> and the watermark. And this this made him jealous. So. All right, now I feel awful for ruining your bit. Yes. Thank you, Travis. My apologies. You can't just start off with bro, yo, bro. If you're going to come in with a bit, just come in normally. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. 800-636-1067. Now, if he had been in a great movie like... Uh, uh, the, uh, American, American Psycho. American Psycho. Then I'd understand why we're so sad that this guy's died. I don't think anybody's really too sad about it. I think people are just interested. I don't think it's a uh, situation of people being sad about it at all. Now, this I don't know if I want to get into this John Gibson thing, who he got in trouble for 
Uh, I don't want to do it, but John Gibson's a guy on Fox News mm-hmm. that got in trouble for playing the broke back theme mm-hmm. and then playing I Wish I Knew How to Quit You. I guess the drops. No, he played the death march and then the drops of I Wish I Knew How to Quit You. And I guess he was, and it was like an hour after he died and he was trying to be a little bit of a shock jock about mm-hmm. it. I got to defend John Gibson. Yeah. Why? Why would he get in trouble, and why would he have to apologize I, over this? Right when I heard it, I was making the I wish I knew how to quit you jokes about the pills and You everything. wanted to make it in your monologue yes. today. I'm like, dude, everyone's already said that. Not everyone, just and John he, Gibson, the one person who did, got in trouble for it, and he's getting headlines. Everyone, I wish I was on the air that night, because we'd be getting these headlines instead of John Kip Gibson, whatever but I don't this know, hack's name is. I just can't believe that people are fascinated by this. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it kind of seems silly to me. Like, thousands of people gathered outside of his home to watch him get taken out in a body bag. The only people who should be pissed off about John Gibson's uh, comments are Heath Ledger's parents. That's the only people who should be, like, upset about that. Why do I care about them? No, but you don't. But they should be the only ones writing letters in. I don't know. I kind of blame them. Here's the comments. Do we have them? Mm-hmm. All right, let's play just really quickly. Hideout download. Since we're going to be working together, I reckon it's time we start drinking again. Get him, Boy, sure found a way to make the time pass up there. Where was fishing buddies? I wish I knew how to quit you. Uh, well, he found out how to quit you. Christine, don't be upset. Hi, everybody. It's John I'm Gibson. I'm very upset. Right, that's enough. Because then he just... Yeah. Actor Heath Ledger found dead today in his New York City... Listen. Why not? What's wrong with that? that? There was nothing wrong with that at all. I don't understand what the problem is. And then he has to apologize. For what? What did this Heath Ledger ever do? Now, I know you're not supposed to pile on when someone has died, but that's if your friend's buddy just died. Or if you're... You know, like a, like a brother or a close family member, just mm-hmm. like of, of an inner circle. Yeah. Then it's too soon. Yeah, exactly. But if some dude who pretends on a screen dies, why does that matter that we can't make jokes? We should be able to make jokes. As a public figure, it's... Uh, Don't be racist about it. He's a white guy. I'm not, I can call him whatever I want. Um... <laughs> Uh, but John Gibson, I guess, refused to apologize. <laughs> and then the next day, he comes out with his tail between his legs apologizing. Hideout download. There is a war on Gibson. And uh, even though Gibson's Shut on the up. Right, no, I, I, hold on. War. I take it all back. Screw you, Gibson. I hope you get fired. Let's go to Will on line one. You're in the hideout of JFK. Hey, man. I'm just sick of the media sensationalizing all this crap. We're still talking about Diana, who died almost 10 years ago. Who's talking about that? No, this thing came out a couple weeks ago about how she really wanted to marry and all this. It's just silliness. Who really cares, though? Shouldn't should, People need to get hobbies and, and figure out something better to do with their life than care about some dumb celebrity. But here's the problem, though. Our, for whatever reason, and we can say this because we're in the hideout right now. This is our little special gathering place where we can go out and point at all the dummies. And for whatever reason... Everything is set up to, you know, to really, like, worship these people who mm-hmm. go out and pretend for a living. And I, I don't get it, man. And thank you for the phone call, Well, It makes no sense to me. Dubs, uh, 800-636-1067. Where were you when Heath Ledger died? Um, sitting in the News Talk 1040 studios listening to ABC News. And having them break in over and over again? Mm-hmm. Like it was some sort of national tragedy? 
And it bumped back the uh, recession news. The um, <laughs> it did. There's a recession going on. This yeah, they this... they uh, that was second fiddle. That was definitely second story compared to Heath Ledger. Um, the uh, the new um, uh, tax breaks and everything coming out for everybody. That was all second story. That wasn't even a story for the first two hours when this happened. It was all Heath Ledger. <laughs> It is the Hideout Headlines 106.7 WJFK. Another one of these stories that's kind of getting thrown about right now, really quickly, Dubs, is this Marine uh, death. Mm-hmm. Explain what's going on here with this Marine. All right. The the Marine who died was a female who was pregnant. Um, what happened was she was accusing one of her higher officers of raping her and impregnating her and uh, sexually discriminating against her. And no one listened to her. No one uh, said that, you know, this this uh, guy that she was accusing never got pulled off of duty, never got um, uh, reprimanded in any way, and it kept on getting to the point of uh, they contacted her parents, and her, her uh, mother even said that this girl is a drama queen, this girl is a liar, she, uh, she probably wasn't raped, and uh, so the Marines let it go. And then the girl comes up missing for three or four days. No one even looks into her being gone. No uh, no one marks her as AWOL. No one marks her as missing at all. Because, again, the mother's like, she's a drama queen. She used to run away all the time. Uh, she's probably fine. And she'll turn up in a, a few days. Well, she doesn't turn up. She turns up that she's dead. And most likely this higher-ranking Marine probably killed her. But they gave this guy a warning before um, there was any warrant for his arrest saying, hey, uh, everybody's talking like this girl might be dead, and you're going to be probably one of the main people. So we're going to put you on administrative leave. Get out of here. Go uh, on vacation for a little bit. Don't tell us where you're going. Don't um, check in with us. You just, might just, just need some, you need some time to get away. Yeah, and he got away, and they think he probably got away to his homeland of Mexico, and they can't oh, find him. Yeah. No, this isn't what I like to hear. I never hate to hear that a fellow Mexican has done anything uh, bad, because then all you white people start pointing at us and saying, go back home. Here's what's interesting to me about this. Marines and soldiers are dying fighting in a war, and we mm-hmm. never hear their story. Yet this guy and this story is all over the news. Well, I think this is a, a particularly interesting story. Why? So, because of all the, there were so many warning signs. There were so many. Um, Same thing can be said about the war. Yeah, but the war is a big story. It's just not. But we don't hear the individual, individual soldier stories. No, but yet we're hearing this soldier story because there's so many layers to the story. There's so many layers to the war. And yes. that's, that's my point, once again, of focusing on the death of one as opposed, like, why are we only hearing about this one? Because it's sensational? Yes. It's sensational, it's uh, odd, and it's still not determined on exactly what happened. But we're not going to hear the backstories of any of the other people who are fighting for our freedom, right? No, we can't even see their coffins come back. Exactly. But- It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Now, you want to talk about odd. 
and eerie as far as a story goes. This one is actually noteworthy. There's a town in England where, like, at least 13 teenagers or younger people have committed suicide. And they say that it might be all tied into a social networking website. And people are genuinely kind of freaked out that in this town, and it's not a very big town, all these kids are killing themselves. You've probably seen this. It's been on the front page of Drudge, and a lot of people have been talking about it, and more is coming about, out about it. The main big thing I saw was the one of the girls that did it, it was 17, uh, 18 years old, whatever. She looked like a cute girl. She oh, she's hot. She didn't look like she had anything really, you know, mm-hmm. you would think she, she a, probably has a pretty decent life. Yeah, she's a cute sorority type girl. And people aren't understanding why all these teens are killing themselves in this small town. They're trying to figure it out. Of course, they immediately go to MySpace. Mm-hmm. They immediately say there's some sort of a cult when they're overlooking the obvious answer. The town is possessed by <laughs> demons. It is obvious that there is, that this is like a movie. thing going. This is a movie that is playing itself out. Because, like, think about it. Like, you watch a movie like uh, One Missed Call that I think is going to be coming out or The Ring or... I don't know, cabin fever, final destination. Final some... destination. You're like, ah, uh, there's no way this is happening in England right now, according to me. And I, the reason I say according to me is because it would be awesome to see one of these horror-like genres come out and really, actually happen. I mean, wouldn't you want to see a real life, like a horror movie? manifest itself and actually come to fruition in real life? I think that's that's the allure of all these horror movies. You want it to see it happen, but you don't want to see it happen in your town. You want to see it happen to the town next to you so you can still kind of feel the pain there. Imagine the people that are in that town right mm-hmm. now, because I don't know. I mean, we're over here on the other side of the pond, but they're, like, they're all going through this. And maybe there's like another team that watched some thing online that's going to be killed next. And you know, and he's doing everything he can to escape this imminent death that's coming upon him. It is awesome. It is really cool, and I'm excited about the fact that a horror movie could be truly coming to fruition somewhere on this right, earth. So we've got the the hot chick dead. Do we have the black guy dead yet? Dead England. They don't have black people. The funny comic relief kid is he dead yet? I'm sure there are 13 of them. It seems like it all kind of fits. But the, the, we need the hero. Is the hero still alive, and where is he at, and what's going on here? Because it, it's an ensemble cast, of, of course, because there are 13 dead. Um, you can't usually get an ensemble cast in a movie that is larger than 20. So we uh, probably have at top six more to die, and then we will find out who the hero is and read about his story on uh, Paul Harvey or something. 800-636-1067. Let me ask you this question. Out of all the horror movie types, mm-hmm. which one would you really like to come to you know come to be in real life? Because I'll, I'll give you, let me give you like a few of them. All right, there is God's Wrath. All right, and that's like the Left Behind yeah. series or anything like that. The monster movie, like a Cloverfield, which by the way I saw was great. The disaster movie, like Deep Impact. The uh, zombie movie, Dawn of the Dead. Science Gone Wrong, like I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Resident Evil, or the Backwoods, uh, like The Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw. That one actually already kind of has become, you know. Yeah, and those things happen all the time in West Virginia. All right, so that's already happening. But out of all those, because you know, 
Mother Earth needs a douche. And which way would you like to see that come about? Like, if I don't it, know why, but that that whole you know phrase right there gave me a scent. Which one would you like to see come about out of well, all of them? I'll tell you what one scares me the most is the zombie ones. For some reason, I know I, I just don't want a zombie biting into my neck. That to I me, always, seem- I always watch those, and I always feel my neck muscles ripping away from a zombie's teeth. That that's the one to me that seems the coolest. Like if you were somewhere and you heard that there were zombies in I don't know Detroit. The, and, like, you knew it was going to spread, and there's no way you're getting out of it because it's going to spread like that. There's, mm. you're, just, you're doomed. That one would be the most fun to watch play out on television. Yeah, on television, but not as, as you know, you're sitting in D.C. and you see it hitting uh, Philly and then uh, Baltimore, and you know it's just a couple days away from zombies getting over to D.C. That would be... But uh, the TV would be riveting like a dawn oh, of the yeah, dead. Yeah, um, uh, the one I would most like to see happen is the god's wrath just because then i would know okay at least there's a plan here right i don't want to stop it because it's supposed to happen and i think god's wrath is happening right now this week gay cowboy dies uh vegas on fire god is having his vengeance on 2000 it's a it's kind of uh the shock and awe time for god and if we keep on messing around, he's going to put the ground troops on. 800-636-1067. Watch it, because the, re- the other reason I think about this, too, is because you watch Cloverfield. Well, you know, many of the people have already seen Cloverfield. I'm not going to ruin it if you haven't seen it yet. Dubs. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about it, but Dubs still has not gotten himself to the movie theater. And to, and to watch something like that on television would be fun. Yeah. But if something like Deep Impact... And Oof, they t- which, by the way, no. there's going to be an asteroid that's going to be coming within like 500,000 miles. Yeah, you know what I mean? We should be able to see it. <laughs> All right. God's wrath. I get this in the instant messenger. Gay cowboy dies, Vegas on fire, Mexican crosses borders the other way. <laughs> now, now you know there's yeah. an apocalypse. We'll take a break, come back. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You're in the Hideout. The Hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Oh, they're totally gay for each other. With El Jefe and J Dugs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. The feeling so wrong and right, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. <laughs> Back in the hideout, baby. 106.7 WJFK. Hefe and Dubs with you. Until Joe Radio takes over at 9 o'clock. Wonderful. Joe Artinger on the air. You're on the air. Have a can of beer. What is it? Weekend's here. Have a can of beer. Nice. And we will be listening to Joe Radio coming up at 9. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm El Hefe. 800-636-1067. Oh, I'm sorry. That's... J something. Dubs. Two Bs. And a one Z. B. One S. Um, we were talking about what like horror movie would you like to see come to fruition? Yeah. <laughs> one of the heretics on Hideout Radio, the instant messenger says, Leprechauns in the Hood. <laughs> one or two, because there was a sequel to Leprechaun in the Hood. 
There's Leprechaun back to the hood. Coming up in a couple of uh, minutes. I like Leprechaun in space, personally. A few minutes, we'll get you an update on what's going on with the South Carolina primaries. We're not going to linger on it, but it will be uh, breaking news Mm -hmm. of sorts. So we'll get you uh, that info as it comes to us in moments. 800-636-1067. If you go to uh, hideoutradio.com or wjfk.com, we're trying to get everything together for our webpage on there. And one of the things we have finally gotten good at is updating the podcast. Yes. So they are all there for your pleasure to download and listen to during the week like I do. Listen back to the show, laugh at my parts, cringe at dubses, and you can do the same as well. We've got the iTunes or whatever else. That's on wjfk.com. Why are you so negative to me? I don't know. I've had a bad week. What happened to you this week? Well, this week was full of lawyer trips. For those of you that don't know, and you get caught up, we got the whole thing on the podcast and even a little bit on our uh, MySpace, myspace.com slash hideoutradio. Dubs was in a drunk driving accident, Mm -hmm. uh, what, about 10 days ago? Yeah. Okay, Dubs, yeah, Dubs got into a a drunk driving accident, and you won't be serving time, right? (laughs) I wasn't drinking. It was the other vehicle in the accident that was inebriated. Do they know about the pills? That's no. That's all I'm going to say. There were no pills. I was sober as a whatever. <laughs> as a whatever, um, okay. I don't, know, I don't know what term to use there, but I was very sober. Is sober. Go ahead. And you were going to say? I would say my parents, but that wouldn't be <laughs> accurate either. Um, well, uh, this week I spent in lawyers' offices, doctors' offices that weren't open. I don't know why I have extreme trouble getting into a doctor's office, a specialist office. It's actually open. I had an um, appointment open for 8 a.m. this morning. So I get up. I make it there by 8 a.m. Office is locked. I don't know of any doctor's offices that are open it, on Saturdays. It was open Saturday morning, 8 a.m. I even set it on the door and, and on the recording. But... No one was there. It was locked up. I stayed around for 15, 20 minutes and then left. Right. So what are you trying to do? you you got to go see how badly you're messed up so you can get your $100,000 payout? <laughs> it's not going to be $100,000. But, yeah, I have to go to a specialist to see how bad I'm messed up, what I need to do to get better. Um, and, yeah, that, that whole rigmarole. But um, I'm having trouble getting into a doctor's office. Hopefully I can get into one Monday. So, your lawyer, though, you got a lawyer? Yes, I uh, hired one Monday. I had a meeting with him Monday morning where I found out um, he's heard of us on the radio, <laughs> which is awkward, uh, because he is a uh, Opie and Anthony fan who is no longer heard here on WJFK and a Ron and Fez fan who used to be uh, heard here on WJFK as well. And so by our association uh, yeah, with those like, shows. Yeah, he's, he's like, I heard of you before. Um, and we've been on XM202 a few times. So, yeah. Yeah, he's heard of us. And uh, so we just sat there BSing about radio, ONA, Ron Fez, all this kind of stuff, while we were trying to figure out what kind of... Um, Payout you're going to get, like how much money? No, we haven't talked dollar figures or we just talked uh, what my options are. Have you already started spending your $100,000 in your head? No. I don't have any idea if I will get money. So the dumbest thing to do is figure out how I'd spend that money. Oh, I'm already daydreaming what my life would be like if we got nights 7 to 11. Just so that when I'm heartbroken, uh, it'll be, um, I don't know, all the more severe. Because 
you can't without dreams. What's the point of living if you don't have hopes and dreams? I have hopes and dreams. Dude, you got to start spending that hundred thousand dollars starting on me. Let's go get us a plasma tonight. Walmart's open. <laughs> I don't have money for a plasma. Even but I have you hundred thousand dollars. I still wouldn't have money for a plasma. So you're not going to share your money then? Wow. I doubt I'd even tell anybody about the money I got, let alone share it. I wouldn't even share the info that I got it. How, um, how's your car, your, your conversion it's total. van? <laughs> uh, the conversion van is total. I learned that this week. Uh, they haven't told me how much they're going to give me yet. Blue book value of that sweet piece of machinery. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. What, what, how old is that conversion van? It's a 1997 Dodge Ram van. Blue book value. Let me look it up here. Ninety-seven dollars. No. Do you want to know, or do you want to make an actual guess? Okay, you're right. I should. Three hundred forty-three dollars. It's a little over five thousand. Yeah, right. It is. Doubt it. That's the Kelly Blue Book retail value. So you're gonna get for your conversion van. You're gonna get what? A little over five thousand dollars. Wow, how are you gonna spend all that, bro? <laughs> yeah, how am I gonna get a car for yeah, what am I gonna do with the extra money I have left over from that after buying a car? So what are you what kind of car are you looking for? Anything. <laughs> Anything that will drive do you for realize, five thousand dollars? Here's what I'm interested in is people listen to this show. Mm. I'm starting to get the feeling that this show is a lot like when you watch Jerry Springer, that you listen to this show to mm -hmm. feel better about yourself. Yeah. Because as I listen to you, mm -hmm. uh, you depress me. Why? And then I take a step back and realize, oh, wait a second, I'm not dubs. My life is pretty good. Your life is pretty depressing as well. Hey, man, I got my publicist, I got two radio shows, and then also mm. a leech uh, co-host. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Who's that? <laughs> you! That's why I want some of your $100,000 payout that you're going to get. I'm not going to get $100,000, and I wouldn't tell anybody even if I did. Now, a conversion... So you're going to keep on wondering, did he get any money for that? A conversion van is one of those cars, or... I guess you'd call it a car, mm. that when I see people driving in it, yeah. I automatically hate them. Why? Because they seem, it's one of two ways. Either they're a soccer mom, mm -hmm. but not like a soccer mom from the 90s or even the 80s when conversion vans were cool. Uh, well, I mean... Uh, or they're kid toucher co-hosts. So it's one of those two things. You see one in someone, or they're old. So you see someone in a conversion van and you're automatically not going to like them. I got the conversion van and kept the conversion van for my dog, Cody. My dog, Cody, loved that van. She loved to run back and forth in it when we would drive around. It's too bad you didn't hit the brakes real hard so she'd go flying out the windshield. So She wasn't in the car during the accident. That's, that honestly is a shame. Let me ask you, what are you going to get now? Because here's what I could see. I don't know. Here's what I could see you in. Hmm. Between us, you know, not to go on, I could see you in a dually. No, I'm not a dually guy. A dually, for those of you that don't know, is one of those big trucks. With four tires on the back. Yeah. Like, kind of. And I, I never those understand. Those of you, like, listening in the Manassas area. Yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with the dually. Yeah, Winchester, you get a better idea of what a dually is. I've never understood. I don't even know what those extra two wheels are for. 
And I don't understand a person who thinks when they go to a dealership, you know what, four wheels, not enough. I mean, I need six. A dually, another one of those cars or trucks that I see somebody in, and I automatically think, I hate you. Yeah. I think one of those for me is... Um, I think they're... If, to me, it's like they're on their way to go, like, beat up a minority. Yeah. I, 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 I plan on seeing a bloody shoe in the back of it, like it's a time to kill. You know, and a, a redneck wearing a half shirt sitting in there. Punani says, in a cup. Punani says, extra tires equals more traction to run over illegals with. And that's that's right. That's the picture I get when mm-hmm. I see a dually. Why I think you would probably get one. I'm, why would I get a dually? Eight hundred. I wouldn't mind having a truck. I, I'm not going to lie to you there. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Uh, one of those cars that you're just thinking about, I, I, I see you and I hate you automatically because you have one. The Dodge Neon tends to be one for me because either it's some giggly bitch or um, some overweight dude or chick sitting in that Dodge Neon. Right. The guys in the crotch rockets. Ooh. Those any, any kind of motorcycle upsets me a great deal. Right. Uh, Dubs, I know you had a uh, rough week this week, mm-hmm. and over the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I had been presenting you with a bill. Yes. Uh, because as my roommate, you're a really bad one, mm-hmm. and I had you know, been fining you okay. for things that you had been doing around the house, namely leaving doors unlocked mm-hmm. and told you repeatedly not to. Uh, at the same time, uh, your dog has been eating food off the counter. Uh, your dog yesterday ate my cat's cat food, so uh, I hit her very hard. You and, did not. And put her in the room and locked you her up. You did not hit her. I did. So I just wanted to let you know. Your cats eat her food all of the time. Well, maybe they, you shouldn't leave it out. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I still, you still owe me about now with interest about 170 bucks. Well, okay, I've uh, I've come up with my own bill for you, um, and I think between all of this, we may be able. Actually, you're going to be in the red a little bit with me. Um, there you go. Uh, Dubs's bill to me mm-hmm. is as follows. Personal entertainment. Mm-hmm. $5 per joke. Yep. Total $350. Those are print fees, too. I usually charge uh, $750 a joke. Dog companionship, mm-hmm. by the way, misspelled. $15 per day, mm-hmm. $105. What's seven days right there? Food to. C- You're an ass. Two hot dogs, twenty dollars, yep. <laughs> and car rides because occasionally we will carpool to do the show together. Mm-hmm. Fifty dollars. Yes, yeah, it's a it's a brand new car. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is a really dick move. What kind of friend presents the other friend with a bill? The You're, one that got the bill in the first place. You are an ass, and this is incredibly uncalled for. It's not uncalled for. Hey. Don't throw it at me. It's not cool. The uh, only way you need to throw it at me is if you bundle up a few 50s in the middle of it, and then you can throw it at me. I'll catch it with my teeth. 800-636-1067.
Could that even possibly be right? Oh my God! What the um the po- the polls for South Carolina in the huh. dem- in the Democratic primaries? All right, here's here's the well, deal. Let's break. We'll come back and we'll talk about it because we're going to get caught up on some headlines too. Well, I just want to set up this way. This was supposed to be a neck and neck run, right? For South Carolina, mm-hmm. Obama and Clinton, and. Let's just say one of them has seventy percent. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm happy for Kucinich. I'm glad he's finally coming through in a big way. The people of South Carolina are backing him. We'll take a break. Come back. More headlines. Try to get caught up because Dubs had us running late. That's another twenty five dollar fee on him. It's the Hideout one hundred six point seven WJFK. Hideout. Damn it, man. I swear you guys on me thirteen or fourteen more times. I'm out of here. You're in the, in the Hideout. The hideout, yeah. Why you guys feel you have to be so negative? Hang up on the horn. Next caller. <laughs> you shut the hell up, sir. Get in the car accident right now. <laughs> Look at you. It. You already got the lung cancer. You beast. Negative. The face that's kicking. Negative. We're done with you and your show sucks. Beat it. The hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Such a negative influence. Back in the hideout on a Saturday night, 800-636-1067. As we are live, I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. Hi. Space Edge from FBA wants to know on the AOL Instant Messenger hideout radio. After Dubs' car accident, getting hit mm. by a drunk driver, getting his $100,000 payout, uh, will he and his wife move out? Your My wife, wife. Being your dog, Cody. Uh, I would consider her... The apple of my eye, the love of my life right now. But uh, no, I'd still stick around. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, I wouldn't want to uh, leave you high and dry without any dog companionship or jokes. Please feel free, my man. I would cut it down to uh, $2 per joke at that point because I could afford it. Let's hop back into the headlines. I ended up getting a raise this week. Jay mm-hmm. Dubs, however, did not because of his poor work performance. <laughs> the country, however, will be getting a raise of sorts, citizens. The stimulus money is in the mail, warding off a recession in the world's largest economy. Uh, somehow, uh, Congress and the president have gotten together for tax rebates of up to 600 bucks for individuals, $1,200 for married couples, along for tax breaks. For business investment, Dubs, how are you going to make it rain with your new money? Um, I don't, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get the money. I'm not sure. I'm, I probably will. You'll get something because you fall in that poverty line status. Yes, yes, your hundred thousand dollars. Yes, I do. Uh, but um, I don't know how or what I'll do with that money. I'll probably just pay off credit cards or something like that. Uh, I, what do you think of the stimulus package overall? You know what? I, I think it's stupid. I don't think really? we have the money for it. But instead of debating the 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 good of it, you know, mm-hmm. the good or bad or the negatives, I want to talk about how we're spending that cash. I want to know how we're going to stimulate the economy. Is it better to go with coke and whores or whores and coke? What's the what's gonna what's gonna stimulate the economy more? Well, I think that's trickle down economics right there, where we 
We uh, hand oh, I'll down. have some drips. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But uh, yeah, we uh, we hand it to the lower fortunate for them to give you treats. Uh, Right, uh, and, and then I, they'll go out spending it on things. Exactly, I think it, it, it. I think it's a good thing, and I think I will um, end up not buying anything useful. Flat screen. You want to go in on one? Me, my girl, you. Maybe we tell the government that our cats and dog are human. Yeah, they are. So we uh, get an extra twenty-four hundred. Get, get a nice, a, uh, nice uh, TV. Because the problem with Dubs and myself is that we are still. Living off of TVs from the 90s. Mm. We do not have a I flat used... screen. We do not. We have the ginormous televisions. Big tube. Yeah, the, the <laughs> big tube. Yeah, that's the size of. Um, it you turns know. green. You have to smack it on the side to get the color back. Yeah, that humming noises come out of. Yep. And, like, look, it would make sense to go and pay off debts. Mm hmm. However, we're, we're worried like about to, the economy here. I would like to live like a human being and get a nice flat screen television. Do you know that there are people right now who are listening to this show playing their video games? On huge uh, screens, yeah. On huge plasma screens. I mean, to the point where the, the, uh, the game characters look real. Well, I used to have a big screen TV. I'm not talking about even, you had a big clunker. I'm talking about something thin, something I could hang on the wall. Yeah, I would like that, but, I mean, it was a nice TV. It was huge. It was uh, good to look at, but um, it was so big and so clunky. It had one of those big stands that connected at the bottom. Um, It wouldn't fit into my huge van that just got wrecked. That's how big this thing was. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I would really like to get back into having a a huge tv and i know a sideshow is running the board probably gonna take that six hundred dollars and put it on a game yes and that's the way he's who do you bet on that he's gonna stimulate the economy via his bookie but whatever that's the great thing about it is that we're all gonna be getting this cash and we're gonna be spending money we're gonna get out there and we're gonna give it to the people who really need the money Mm -hmm. the walmarts of the world the circuit like, cities. And that, that, that's why I find it kind of funny that we're giving big business a tax break at the same time because this is essentially a tax break for them just giving us the money because our stupid gadget-filled minds are just going to give it to Apple. Oh, we're just going to give it to Zenith. We're just going to give it to Best Buy. That's a great point. Instead of getting a TV, I can get a GPS and a video iPod. What do you need a GPS for? Well, sometimes I like to know where I am all the time. It, it, listen... I could look around me, mm-hmm. but instead, while I'm driving, I'd about, like to look at this small little machine that tells me where I am. What about just a map? What, what happened to the map? You don't leave Tampa. All you need is one map. You don't, you don't need a whole atlas. Hideout Headlines, 106.7 WJFK. Well, according to the returns, at least on CNN... Barack, down a little bit. Barack Obama has won South Carolina by, right what away. A, by what appears to be a very sizable margin. Now, it's Double. not going to be the 70%, but at the moment, it's already big enough to where they are going to declare him the winner. Yeah, you can call it at this point. And the conversation is between who's going to get second place, uh, Hillary or John Edwards. And that's amazing that Edwards is even in the conversation of even second. The vast majority of the exit polling has said that Bill Clinton's campaigning hurt the Hillary really? campaign. And that 
Uh, 68% of white voters say Clinton was unfairly attacked Barack Obama. Dude, what do you think about this? Are we going to finally, are, is the United States going to have its first minority president, which we could get either with Hillary or uh, Barack, but what do you think? I mean, is this a big step for the United States and Barack Obama? Um, I think it's a big step, but I don't think they're going to win, depending on who. I, I think they're beatable. That's the problem. Um, it, there's not even a viable VP candidate to really put in there to make, uh, I don't know, the uh, the liberal conservatives come on over to that side. Because it's all very liberal. I mean, you might like these guys, but they're all very liberal candidates. And there's not a middle-of-the-road candidate in there to even throw the VP slot to make it a little more appealing to the middle of the road. Now, you had a very interesting conspiracy theory about Barack Obama that you told me a couple oh. of weeks ago. Oh, yes. Well, that he may be the Antichrist? Um, yes, that one. <laughs> yes. That one. Uh, well, that's why I can't vote for him, because of my fear of him might... Maybe. I'm not saying he is the Antichrist, but I'm just saying there's like an 80% shot of that. Why would you say that he's the Antichrist? <laughs> um, I watched uh, a few specials. On Fox News? No, 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 no. On uh, the History Channel and a couple other like learning stations. <laughs> um, and they had a couple like couple hour specials on the Antichrist and the history of the Antichrist and the different theories on the Antichrist. And there always this one underlying factor... That it was a, uh, yeah, it was a, uh, someone will rise to the forefront as a candidate, as a leader, who will say they got, they'll bring about change, and they'll have all these answers for different problems that we're in at that time. The, the person will be you young. You are the biggest the dummy on earth. The person will be young. The person may be, possibly, be a man of color. And he will represent change, and that change. So, what will special be was Sean Hannity Satan. hosting? You honestly believe yes. that Barack Obama could be the Antichrist? I just, I did you get a chain mail, like I, an no. email that told you to say that? Or? I just don't want to chance it. What do you mean chance it? Chance it that there is an eighty percent shot that this man is the Antichrist? Let me ask you this: Would the Antichrist eight years under the Antichrist be better than the last seven years that we've had? The first four would, and then it would all go downhill. I'll take it. No, no. We will all have the mark of the beast. We already do. It's that clown shooting heroin that you have on your arm, or maybe the Indianapolis tattooed across your back. Oh, your little stupid tattoos. What's that elephant or mosquito that you have on your leg? These Those are tattoos. Those aren't mark of the beast, though. Obama will brand us Stop with right, now, in year five now all of a sudden you're now you're being a little bit too shocked <laughs> no i'm about the whole thing i am being serious that i actually think there is a possibility i'm not saying it's 100 but there is a strong <laughs> possibility. A possibility there's a strong possibility that he could be the antichrist and that he could um end up i don't know making it all fall down on us making what all fall down the world. It would be the end of the world. People are saying this on the Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. The links that Dubs will go through to hide his racism and yet still get his beliefs out there. I'm Eight, not racist. 800-636-106. It's not racism. I will it's, tell you it's this. Religion. It is It is irresponsible 
irresponsible for you to to spout these kind of words. And that's what you liberals like to do is just uh, <laughs> to throw it back on me saying it's irresponsible just to throw a theory out there. It's a theory. It's a, it's a high probability theory. It's something that I would put Vegas money on that this guy could be the Antichrist. Deb's a bit of breaking news. Christian Brando, the troubled eldest son of Marlon Brando, mm-hmm. has died of pneumonia at a Los Angeles hospital at the age of 49. Oh, poor fatty pneumonia. <laughs> uh, there you go. Dubs, is this now it, who? This is the second in the, what is it, the trilogy usually? Of this they, guy's not famous. If they die in threes. And he punched out early because Barack's winning. <laughs> we lost We lost Ed Ledger. We've lost Brando. Who's next? All of us. I'm, I'm enamored. Who is this guy on CNN right now? Carl Bernstein. Carl Bernstein is a douche. Look at Why? him. Look at his face. What what is his? He looks like a uh, kind of a, a half-assed Madden with these weird rim glasses. He's like if Madden had AIDS and got a little thinner. Let's go to Laura on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. What's wrong with you? Go ahead, Laura. I was just called in to tell him telling Barack Obama is not the Antichrist. Of course he's it, not. I don't know he what he could be. I'm not listen, saying that he listen, is. Listen, listen, okay. it's good that you watch the Learning Channel because you <laughs> learn something. But if you want to find out more, read the Book of Revelations. You'll find out much, I much don't more. Have, I, I, not I, is there a movie of the Revelations? No, you want to read the No, I don't. Me and two. my mother were discussing this today and we were having this conversation because a friend brought the same point. Okay. Of, because you think he's the Antichrist. It's an absolutely See? not. See, I, but I'm not the only one who's thinking like this. There right. is a movie. It's there called is an Cloverfield. There's an antichrist. There's an antichrist. He's not here yet. Here, uh, <laughs> I want someone just to update this this thing we call the Bible. Uh-huh. Let's let's get some new language in there. Mm-hmm. Let's make it a little more palatable for a person like myself, and let's cut it down to like 70 pages. Yeah, I have one, the child's version. So you don't. Uh, who do you think is the Antichrist? Then, Lord? Well, right now, right now, um, I do believe well, we are getting closer to the end times, but it's not here yet. And well, why? Why? Why is Barack but Obama read, not? Well, if you read the Book of Revelation, you will find that some of the things in there have already come to pass. Yeah, and and but he he is not it. Why he is not it? Why? Um. Why? Um. I don't think he fits 100% of what is, but it is true. They said they're not sure if he'll come from a Muslim country, mm-hmm. but he's not, doesn't come from a Muslim Muslim country. Kansas, that's close. <laughs> and um, there's a possibility to come from something like, um, it's hard, the seven cities, which is like uh, no, Italy like, and let, Rome. Let me so ask forth. you this, Laura, really fast about the Antichrist. Uh, we're here in the hideout. Could it possibly be we're completely distracted by politics and it's actually Tom Brady, a sports figure. Could it be no. the quarterback no. of the Patriots? Because no. he's white. No. Is that, that's what I no, but that's what I heard in the special. Like probably will be a man of color. Are you are you a white woman or a black woman? I'm a white woman. White woman? Yes. Do you believe that the Antichrist will be of color? Yes. 
racist. I'm not really black, but you know, I think are you we'll be are you related to Dog the Bounty Hunter? I, I, no. I have nothing. I have nothing against people of color. Just the one that's going to be the antichrist. So this is something white people have concocted so that a, a person no. of color could never get no. the power no. because then that's they would what, be the antichrist. I'm not racist at all, not in the least. So I don't. I don't care what color you are. If you're president, I don't care if you're purple. As long as you stand for something that. You know, Stop that. You would care you. if they were purple. I would care, care if they, they were purple. purple. <laughs> uh, right. As long as they stand for what you feel is important to you, and they have they have the ability to make the important changes we need in this country. So who are you voting for then? I haven't made that decision 100% yet. I'm would, you vote, would you vote for Obama? Um, no, not it, right now. Because no. he's a person of color. No, absolutely not. That has nothing to do with it. If, that you, if, you, if you were voting in the primaries for the Democrats out in South Carolina, who would you have uh, thrown your, your vote towards? If it was Democrat, Obama. But Obama? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So who yeah. are you voting for on the Republican side then? McCain. Right now, I kind of like Romney. Oh, but, you know, that you want to talk about I'm, not, I'm out of a limb big time. So. Right. Thank you, Laura, for oh, the phone. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. You crazy bitch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you too. And I, I was talking to Dubs, uh, and Laura, you're right there. This is what it is. You people, and it's your hidden racism. It's not racism, it's man. It's your way of getting around, like, secretly. No, we can't have a person of color in office because something says on the Learning Channel, whatever it is that you're watching up at night while you're high on your pills that got you into a car accident... I was not that the high, Antichrist drunk. could possibly be a person of color. I didn't create the documentary. I just listened to it intently. Back in the headlines, it's a hideout 106.7 WJFK. 935 false statements leading up to the war. That was according to the Center for Public Integrity, saying that eight administration officials made at least 935 false statements about Iraq's position of weapons in. of mass destruction or links to al-Qaeda on 532 separate occasions. Add in one more person. Let's make it an even thousand. Why do we have to stop at 935? It seems like an odd number to me. It is funny, though, that it was kind of... It's, it's one of those numbers where it's kind of high, but at the same time, too, it doesn't seem high enough mm-hmm. with everything that we've heard along the way. 935 is a very interesting number. Uh, when you go down. What's interesting is that nothing's ever going to come of this. No one's ever going to get in trouble. No one's ever going to get impeached. There's no real reason to even debate it. However, it does bring up an interesting point. And let me ask you this. When is it okay to lie? Because it is obviously not okay to lie leading up to a war. Uh, It's not okay to lie to become the first Antichrist president either. I don't think it's okay at that point. But are there times when you... like you, it's okay that you tell a little white lie, or anything along those lines. Are those are there times where it's all right? Yeah, of course. I think there. Uh, but I mean, you might be doing it to spare someone from I don't know, getting feelings here. I don't think that you lie for a greater good. I don't think you lie about I don't know ice caps melting because you think it is the best thing to do to stop global warming. I don't think that's a lie that you do. Um, but I I do think it's okay to lie about, I don't know, um, uh, lie to your mom about something just because it's in- insignificant and it won't really uh, hurt anybody. What's the worst thing you ever lied about, like to your mom? My mom? 
Um, I don't know if I, I... I never really lied to my mom. I never talked to her a whole lot. <laughs> I know that's sad, but it's true. I uh, like to my ex and everything. No, I'm, I've never cheated on you is one of them. <laughs> this was the first time? No, I, well, I never admitted it. I stood true to that to the end of it. I never cheated. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the big ones is, yeah, I've never cheated on you. I never would. Why would I? No, I have everything I, I have right here. No, I don't think of anyone else while we're in the middle of our passion. Actually, I never lied about that. I would tell her a lot that, um, yeah, I'm not thinking about you and sex anymore. Why would I? What did she say to that? Shake her head and go try to find someone else who'll think about her, which I guarantee <laughs> the new succeeded. guy. Well, the, I guarantee the new guy isn't thinking about her anymore either. It's a, an unending cycle. Really? Oh, don't, 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 don't let me call you out right now. 800-636-1067. So I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but it, it's definitely true that after four times, you stop thinking. <laughs> four times? Four times, and that's been the longest I've ever thought about a chick, seriously. It's the, <laughs> the first time I'm with the, and I'm not even bitten right now. The first what time, do you start thinking about, Carl Bernstein? <laughs> it's the first time I'm with a chick, I think about her the whole time. The second time, um, I think about her at first, and then I realize that there's other girls that I want to be with, too. <laughs> so I'll, I'll run through that Rolodex. And then from then on out, uh, I have to actually think of those other girls to even get ready to go. So you can't even get into the mood. Mm-mm, not with thinking about the girl I'm with. By the third time. By the third time. You can't even get into the mood. And that's not a bit. That's completely serious. So even when you very first got with your ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. however many years ago, the girlfriend you had when we were on the air in D.C. the first go-round, mm-hmm. even then, when we were still in Michigan, you were already thinking about someone else. Yeah. Oh. And then you asked her to move with you to D.C.? That I, I never really <laughs> asked her. It just all happened. I'm like, hey, you coming? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And then after that, when you obviously knew you had no interest anymore... You then ask her to move with you to Orlando? I can't hurt feelings. I really can't. That's my downfall. I can't be honest when it's going to hurt someone's feelings like that. Oh, whatever. Don't make me call you out now. You've hurt me plenty of times. You're a friend. I'm not banging you. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> if I, I know get... we've been courting this one for a while. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just consummate get... it already. Yeah, let's get down to brass tacks here and bang. 800-636-1067. No wonder she left you for another dude then, if already after the first four times. It, it, whoever ends up with me next is going to be the same way. I had a way to go sell yourself I'm out sorry. There. I'm being honest. I do wonder how often, how often it is that girls, like, pretend they're with someone else. Because I don't know that they do. I, I'm sure they do. They have to. They have to just get into it. I mean, imagine. Imagine sleeping with you or me. <laughs> I walk around with my shirt off today, <laughs> and, like, it's been a while since I've shaved my back. Oh, God. So I'm very furry, and I'm walking around, and I, and my belly button's <laughs> leaking, so I have to have a cotton ball in it. <laughs> the only possible person she could think of when she's with you is Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the only person that'd be comparable that would even be able to... I'm so filthy and disgusting. Um, And I do wonder, like, because we had great sex this week. 
and I'm thinking to well, myself, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, she can't be into this. There's just no way. But at the same time, she pretends like she does. And she's, I don't know. Oh, she was an actress. I don't know, man. I really, now you got me thinking. But I don't think it bothers me. No, I don't care if a girl's thinking about someone else because I'm not thinking about her. So why does it matter? It's a disconnected, uh, mechanical, mechanical, not even mechanical. I would say just, and I, I have to be careful when I say this, uh, it's just an apparatus at that point. It's a pillow or a woman yes, it, or a glory hole, whatever. It's all the same. Seriously, it's just something that's there, and I, you know, and I'm pissed off, and I have to be on top. Let's let's take it back to South Carolina. Talk to Line One and Irving. You're in the hideout of JFK. Completely switching topics. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's his name? Irving. Irving. He must have dropped. Okay. Uh, Irving. Irvin. Oh, Irvin. Go ahead, Irvin. Right. I talked to you all uh, on your last day on Ron and Fez when you was leaving. Oh, wonderful. You remember that? Yes, absolutely. A couple of years ago. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah. And, but anyway, uh, talking, getting back to the presidential uh, ordeal, uh, for one thing, uh, Obama, think about this. What kind of, uh, 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 how much experience has he had in anything? In cooking up diabolical antichrist type plans, and as well as uh, politics, you know what offices he's held and what his what he's done, where he's came from, and you know where he's at. To be so new and young in this type of thing, well, that's more of a negative against you when you start thinking about it because uh, the person isn't is experienced. It really, it really depends on where you're coming from to find out who you want to be your president. I and mean, thank they, you, they, for the phone Well, call. but you've got so many people that's willing to listen, to hear something, and they'll believe anything because, you know, like the Dubs. last election proved that. Yeah, thank you, Irvin, for the phone call. Like, Dubs with this Antichrist stuff. Listen, I don't think it I'm really... I'm being careful. I don't think it matters how much experience you have because you just surround yourself with people who are experienced yeah, and mean, you can get the job done, I'm, obviously. Yeah, this is the cabinet that really ends up making what kind of president you have in office. I mean, uh, George W. has changed from every time someone leaves and comes back in. His his whole way of being a president, which I don't think anyway has actually been good, um, has changed each time someone quits. All right, my chick's online, and she says girls are different than guys, though. It's not the same. It's, it, yeah, it's not every time girls think of that. A lot of times they're just thinking of groceries and vacuums. Is that what your ex used to think about when you guys were having? Oh, lunch? she'd make lists while you guys were doing it. Yeah, stop it! I swear, she told me that before. Just an awful life you had, mm -hmm. and I wonder. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering how it all went wrong. But it, it, was, it was it was odd too. Today, I got a text message from her. We've been broken up for like a year now, um, and I'll just get these straggling text messages every once in a while. And this one was just to tell me that. Uh, one restaurant out there closed and another one opened up. And that's just it? Yeah, that was it. I'm like, oh, cool. And that's it. That's, that was the complete dialogue. I got a question here from Punani on the Instant Messenger. Did Dubs go back and bang that chick this week? Uh, last week, if you listen to the podcast, Dubs uh, got treats from a girl that he didn't really know and mm -hmm. immediately like left yeah. afterwards. Well, that's another part of my disconnect. Did anything happen further with no, her? No, I haven't. Uh, I, 
I took one day off, one night off this week, and I've been, you know, so busy with uh, having to wake up early to go all around this uh, this city area to doctors and lawyers and stuff that I haven't had time to even think about that. I guess Pernani's coming down to Florida next weekend, mm-hmm. and he just wants to know if you can hook him up with her, <laughs> if that would be possible. No. That's another interesting thing, too. Like, getting seconds. They got all the sloppy seconds. I have no problem with that. Really? Yeah. I, w- I couldn't go some more that you've been. Why? It just seems odd. I don't want comparisons. I don't want any of that sorts of thing. It's, I, I don't know. I would, like, as much as I love my girlfriend, if she accidentally ever did anything to you, it would be over because I couldn't follow you. And it, I think it's almost gay that you would be able to follow me. And why is that gay? I think I'm going to just wear a meek jacket in there and fool her into thinking that I'm you. And then we got something going. In a roundabout way, though, isn't it? Like, like you're having sex with By your buddy? By proxy or something? No, no. No, because isn't the thing that you're having sex with your partner's sex partners? Uh, well, with my exes, then I've had sex with 50 dudes or more. With uh, the amount of... It's probably much more. It's probably like 220. Um, but... It's not gay. You have to be able to go places. You, but not friends. Yeah, man. yeah, you do. Sometimes I think there's some a turn on about that. Actually, you don't think there's a turn on about you know like not at all. I need you to now explain it. What's the turn on? The turn on following your friends. The turn on is that uh, the and it's kind of like a gloating thing of you know this girl doesn't want you anymore. Now she wants me. Ha uh-huh. ha. Flip off, your, flip off your buddy. Really? And then, yeah, and then the other buddy does it back to you. Right, now let's pretend that it isn't a chick, and it's like a blow-up doll. No. There's no conquering of the blow-up doll. No, but I'm talking about if you were to have relations with it, is that then gay, if you were to pass not, that around? Not if you bleach it. <laughs> it is, though, regardless. I'm not talking about, like, well, we got to be careful about how we're going to talk about it. I'm just saying, you know, like, if you're going to... It's the same to me as if it were a blow-up doll, if you were to have sex with a woman. <laughs> Way to just marginalize the woman. Oh, I'm sorry for you earlier who said it was just an apparatus. It, a girlfriend does just become that after a while, because you aren't <laughs> thinking about her. You cease to think about her as a uh, as your significant other, because you want to think of other people. It's a hideout. FN Dubs on 106.7 <laughs> WJFK. You're in the hideout. The hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Now they're totally gay for each other. Good evening, godless sodomite. The hideout. But we will destroy this place. Back in the hideout Saturday night. 106.7 WJFK, Jefe and Dubs. Now we've got CNN on the TV in here watching the uh the uh, primaries from South Carolina, the exit polls come in, and Wolf Blitzer's on the TV. Have you ever wanted to, uh, whenever we're watching Wolf Blister, Blitzer, turn to one of those stations he has on the background? I'm sorry, they just put up numbers, and they they go through like these thousands of Mike Gravella's 27 uh, when it comes to <laughs> the votes. Obama has like 45,000 that have Gravel. Twenty-seven. We what? had we had Gravel on the on the uh, show before. Why embarrass the man like that? And why has he still kept this up? 
kept this dream alive. That's so funny. He was the first person to announce that he was running, too. Yeah, and he came on our show back when we were in Orlando. We were like, dude, what are you doing? And we, thought he was a, we thought he was kidding. And and who are you? He, he's a psycho. So anyway, Obama, a wonderful psycho. Obama but. just handed it to Clinton tonight yeah. in South Hell Carolina. On. Very, very interesting. I love politics, but this ain't the place for it. We're in the hideout. And we're in, D- we're in D.C., but it ain't the place for politics on WJFK. Uh, 800-636-1067. Before the break, we were talking about Dubs and his disconnect from women and sexual uh, conquests with them. Mm-hmm. Someone passed this along to me, the 10 things you never say to, say to a woman. I don't ever want to go through the whole thing. Uh, relax, I guess, is one of those things. But if you say Frankie says before it. It's fine. <laughs> You're being emotional. Yeah, that one will kill him. That one, uh, I, I think that kind of generalizes them too much into their womanly. Like when when uh, uh, Hillary started crying, I think everybody thought, you know, oh, here she goes and her whole womanly emotional stuff. Now, um, that's your stink wrinkle talking. <laughs> That's the only reason you're saying that. Do you really think you should be eating that? Um, all right. <laughs> Don't stop it. And then this is a this is a key one. You're acting just like your mother or slash my ex. Dude, I I've played that card like in the last two weeks with my girlfriend. That one is a death nail in a relationship. I can't believe you dropped it in Walk, How many times in the last couple weeks? Yesterday. I walk in the mm-hmm. house, and my chick is saying something. I'm like, you sound just like your mother. Stop it. I know you don't like her. Why are you sounding like her? Ironically enough, she was bitching about you. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, stop it. I know. What did I do? He this sucks. Time. I understand it. I don't even remember. What, I'll be honest. I don't even know at this point. All right. Um, but but yeah, look now, look at you now. Now all of a sudden, it's like I just told you something. Well, I, now I'm wondering. I don't know. You just did something wrong, like you always do around the house. Um, but she'll get into this thing where she'll start complaining. She sounds like her mother, and I tell her, and it immediately shuts her up because, mm-hmm. of course, no girl ever wants to hear that. You know what I mean? And the other thing too is. My chick has this weird thing about the sheets and the bed needs to be made before going to bed. Yeah. I hate that. Me too. And my ex used to always do the same thing. It's a woman thing because mine did too. And I go, <laughs> I made the mistake of, you know, my ex did this and I hated her for it. <laughs> oh, boy. That that bring the rain of hell on you? Yeah. Why are you always comparing us? I'm like, you're not. That's why I'm with you. You know? But then it's like, well, all of a sudden, and I understand you don't want to be compared, mm-hmm. but enough with the bed. Why do you make the bed before you lay in it? That makes no sense to me. You make it when you first put the sheets on it, and after that, it's a free-for-all. Right. <laughs> Unless, you know, like I look at people who wake up every day and make their bed. Ugh. And I'm like, what kind of robot are you? Who makes their bed anymore? It's be tidy. Tidy, tidy, tidy. And if you're going to make the bed... Don't make it before we go to sleep. Yeah, make it make in the it morning. Make it in the morning. It makes no sense to make it right before you go to bed. Because I'm already lying down in it, and I've already gotten comfortable like a big bear, and I don't want to move. And if I've already laid down, then yes, you have to make it around me. 
and no, I am not going to help you tuck the sheets down in the corner or uh, my feet get caught. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why every woman needs the uh, bottom of the sheets to be tucked into the uh, the bed. And I think it's every guy, every guy's feet get hot, and they need to pop their big paws out from the bottom of the uh, blankets to cool them off in the middle of the night. I got one. Dude, this is the way I sleep. And no one wants to wrestle their legs out trying to kick this thing loose. I sleep with one leg underneath, like half my body underneath blanket together, half not. So that I am cooling and heated all <laughs> at the same time. Mine are just my, my, my two uh, hooves sticking out the bottom of the... Uh, of the it's got, you're right, dude. It's got yeah. to be a chick thing. I didn't realize your girlfriend did it, too. Yep. Every night. What is it with the making the bed? There's so many stupid things that we do, and there's no need for it. Are you living? Are we living with our parents? <laughs> you know, are we in the Army? I understand a lot. You know, that's one of the big things, and it teaches you order. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, don't, I don't get the making the bed no, it right before you go to sleep. just doesn't make sense. It does, it, it, and, again, like you said before, maybe in the morning. Maybe. If you want to be that kind of person, yeah, make it in the morning. Do not make it right before you go to bed. It's a hideout 106.7 WJFK, half and Devs, and I just type our love you on the instant <laughs> messenger with a smiley face. Oh, look at that. All better. Uh... <laughs> Did you actually write love or it was the L-U-V? No. You wanted I... to skip out on the E? No, I wrote it out. That's how lazy our generation is. We, uh, we we can't write out full words anymore. Uh, or, you know, just to kind of convey our happy feelings, we do a uh, colon and a half crescent to make a smiley face for people. Um, also, at the same time, uh, I was thinking about this, speaking of laying in bed with my chick. Mm. So I'm in bed with her this morning. And for whatever, I started farting in front of her long ago. Mm. Uh, but this morning, I I didn't like I, I I just I didn't want to, and I don't know because like I, I didn't yeah. want to wake her up, you know what I mean? But like, what are they? <laughs> How bad are they? Are they like thunderous? Yes, it's like Cloverfield. <laughs> so I'm laying there, and my stomach starts hurting because you know you're holding in. Yeah, I'm holding in, and then I start thinking to myself, why am I doing this? Why Why is farting uh, rude? It doesn't make sense to me why this is rude because it is a bodily function. But it smells. That's regardless. I think everybody should uh, carry a canister with like uh, a kind of a filter and Febreze type thing and just fart through that. Just like when you were smoking pot as a kid in your room and you didn't want your parents to smell it, you got a, a fabric softening sheet and a cylinder and you put the, the uh, sheet at the end of it and you blew the smoke through it. I think that's what you should do your farts. But here's my point. You smoke. Mm -hmm. You'll smoke in public and that stinks. People will walk but around. people do consider it rude. People will walk around with perfume like a lot, way too much perfume mm -hmm. on. There's this lady who came into where I was having lunch the other day and she smelled like she was in a morgue because she had that overly powdered perfume on mm -hmm. and she reeked throughout a Mexican restaurant. She was somehow able to overcome that smell. 
So regardless, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, why is it that it is rude to fart? Because it is a bodily function. Remember when you very first met your chick yeah. or you met a chick and you didn't want to do that in front of her? You didn't want to uh, go to the bathroom in the same uh, vicinity. You uh, when and, you walked down to the gas station to, to drop your deuces. And you would you would hold it in yeah. to the point where it was painful. It d- why do we do that? Who said, hey, you can't perform a bodily function anymore? In public. That's how uptight we are. You know, we are uptight like that about sex. We're uptight like that about our uh, body parts and our bodily fluids. And that, I mean, that's all part of what we can't say on the radio, too. That's why we can't talk about, really, um, our bodily functions in great detail. We can't talk about sex in great detail because we're shameful of it. How does that happen? That's my question. Who decides... For whatever reason, like the Roman gladiators, they never thought it was probably a big deal, you know. To fart in front of people? Right. It, it seems silly that we're now in this, like these arbitrary rules that we make up for Here, ourselves. Here's the good side of farting being not socially acceptable. It makes it a lot funnier. If it was a normal thing, farting wouldn't be funny. It'd be normal. But that's the problem. That's what these people do. They, they say something is wrong and taboo, and then you end up doing it, and it's like this little hush, oh, my God, we're getting away with something. What are you getting away with? You're getting away with something natural. It's, it's stupid. Same thing with curse words. The fact that certain syllables are strung together mm-hmm. means that one is worse than the other mm-hmm. as far as the string of syllables, that makes no sense. Do you know that every animal... In the animal kingdom, verbalizes some sort of frustration. So that means that a hiss or a bark would be a curse word just because we happen to drop uh, an F-bomb or whatever. What? Who decides that and why are we not rising up against this, uh, this stupidity? Because most people feel the same way because they've been pounded in the head with it so long. that Why would they fight against something they agree with at this point? Who agrees with it? I'm Everybody. Gonna- that's why you don't see people rising against it. But no, everybody doesn't agree with it because I guarantee you the vast majority of people are like you and I who think that this is stupid. We should be able to fart. We should be able to say things in public that we cannot say. Let's uh, let's write a, draft a bill about this, the farting bill, and how we should be able to do that in public without any kind of uh, we scrutiny. Why can't, have you ever been in a bathroom? And a guy like he'll 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 be he'll be at the urinal, he'll be doing his thing. Then you hear a little sound, and everybody kind of looks at him like, "How dare you?" And we're like, "Dude, we're in the bathroom. It's okay." The only reason I ever look at someone and kind of snicker is because I'm wondering who could have eaten like this guy. What kind of buffet did he go to to make that kind of noise? I don't think it's rude. I just wonder what kind of uh, uh, punishment he put his digestive ta- tract through. 800-636-1067. Just occasionally I'm sitting here and I'm looking at these things, and I'm wondering, why do we act this way? Why, uh, why is it that we sit here and we just accept this stuff? It doesn't seem necessary and it doesn't seem right. But everyone just kind of goes along. and they, Yeah, for whatever reason, this, uh, this word is bad. So I'm not going to say it. Or I'm not going to let my kids say it. I'm going to let my children do these things. The end bomb? You're just going to let them run around and drop that one? Whatever. It's time <laughs> that we finally get away from this whole idea of certain words are bad and certain things are wrong. 
800-636-1067. Wow, this Bill Clinton, man. He really... Yeah, everybody's upset with him. He took himself down a notch, which is kind of I funny. I still love him. Well, I like him, too. But the whole idea that you know Barack's going to get over because Bill Clinton was mean to him, you know and what I mean? I don't think Bill was actually mean to him. But that's the way it was perceived. Yeah. I mean, whether or not, that's the perception, was that he was mean. The white people being mean to the black guy. See? More your liberalism. Do you really think this country's ready for a brother? Um, I I think they are ready, but I I think I, I think we're almost being guilted into it at this point. See, that's the other like odd notion that for whatever reason presidents can only be white males. Like that like a lot of times as you look back, it's like all of a sudden this is a big deal that a black guy could run the country yeah, or care. that a woman could run the country. No, that one bothers me. That one gets me in my You're crawl. flip-flopping. You're flip-flopping. Um, all right, I'm getting word about this. A large U.S. spy satellite has lost power and could hit Earth in late February or March. Okay, but wouldn't it burn up through the atmosphere? Don't we have these satellites drop out all the time? The satellite, which uh, no longer can be controlled, could contain hazardous materials, and it is unknown where on the planet it might come down. Florida, I'd like to put in a request mm-hmm. that if they could somehow get it to hit Florida, I would be okay with that. It would make this this uh, this stupid state nicer because yeah, let's let's cut a chunk off of it. Let's get <laughs> let's get the south tip gone, or at least a panhandle. For those of you that don't know, uh, occasionally we allude to the fact that we are in Florida as we do this show. Uh, 800-636-1067, Even though we hardly w- we wish. We were right there on 10800 Main Street in Fairfax, Virginia. Erica, you're on line one and you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, Erica. Hey. Hey. I just wanted to see. Do you think that uh, it would be cool with uh, women walking around farting like heinous farts? That's not really bad. Yeah, I think it'd be fine. I'm okay with it. That's my point. Just don't expect me to go there and do stuff to you later. But but here's the thing. We expect, That's the thing. It's a little bit of a double standard. Well, I don't. I don't expect if, if I'm going to run around. Uh, if I'm going to run around doing that stuff, I don't expect you to do it either. Like uh, to uh, go fiddle right. in that area. Listen, this is my whole point about it, and I mean it because I was having this conversation with my girlfriend. I think women have it the worst. They talk about these awful cramps that they get and how much it hurts when you're yeah. when yeah. you're when so you're, true. Hold, so true. When you're yeah. holding in gas, and I'm like. Who says you have to sit there in pain? Why do you have to be there in pain? It's ludicrous. Thank you, Erica, for the phone call. Hold on, Erica. Are you still there, Erica? Dump it. Hang up on her. Hang up on her. All right. But yes, yes, they do do that. Yeah, Dubs was asking her a question, and she said yes. But in a way that in everyday conversation should be acceptable because mm-hmm. you know what we're hanging out we're in the hideout we should be able to have a conversation now i'm a lot more turned on about what when girls go to the bathroom together all right stop it i don't want to dwell what but this is a conversation that i wonder why people don't have more often of why don't you just begin to question things like why do i have to sit here and pain because something is going on with my body why is it that I can't verbalize a certain word? That kind of stuff. Why, you know, question these things. I don't know what we could specifically do about it than go around making these things happen. 
But I'm sick of just sitting around and just saying, okay, because everyone else does it. It's not fun. I don't know about you, Dubs, but I want to live. I want to enjoy life. And if that means stinking up a hallway or offending an old lady, I'm okay with that. You know, they say that old people, the very first mm-hmm. thing to go with them, shame. Yeah. That's why Gramps will sit there at uh, at the turkey dinner for Thanksgiving and just rip one and not even, you know, care. You know, and then drop the, and drop the N-bomb, too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is Grandpa being Grandpa. Why can't we all be like Grandpa? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, without a doubt. We're all confined to these norms of society. When, honestly, all of us, when it's just us around our house, or we're around buddies, or we're around loved ones, we're being ourselves. You know how much happy you are when you are in your living room, hanging out with yourself, mm-hmm. or hanging out with your friends? But then we leave our... Our little safety bubble. Our hideout. Mm-hmm. And we go out into the quote-unquote real world. But the real world, it is not. It is fake. Because you look at everyone walking through the mall with their cramps. <laughs> they're, they're holding in cramps? Yes. And they're, they're wanting to say things a lot. Okay. Remember when the, this whole thing went on where they were starting to find people who were walking in the park saying curse words because children could hear? How stupid that was. It's a syllable. It's a hiss. It's a bark. Now, um, let's go back to the farting real quick. Is there any place that whenever you go there, you tend to release more gas than normal? For me, personally, whenever I am CD or movie shopping, for some reason, I can't stop. And, like... I'll be, like, looking at something. I'll be looking for something, and I'm in the right area, but I rip one, and I have to leave that area until it clears out. Why can't you stand there in your shame? Because then people walk by and go, Jesus, good God, man. Take a break, come back. Think about these things. Let me just sit there and accept. So many of you going out tonight, hitting the club, rip one on the floor. Maybe going to Chinatown. Oh, I miss Chinatown. I loved going down there. It was so much fun. Going to a Hooters, go to the Irish bar across the street, get drunk, go back to the Hooters, throw up and throw up in the urinal. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I threw up along the red line. Oh man, there was this one time. So I don't even know how I got home. It was amazing that I did not get mugged or hurt or or run over by a train. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I, I love you, DC, and I mean that with all sincerity. We want to come back. I, I don't care about what Dubs wants to do. Why? Speaking of questioning things, why do I have to be with you when I do this radio show? Why not? Let's go against the norms. You can see it now. Junkies in the morning, big on Duke's middays, Don and Mike in the afternoon, and Mike in the afternoon... Dro Silva at night, followed by Loveline. Dubs. Dad in Florida. <laughs> Let's go to Jack on line one. You're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how you doing? What's up? I just wanted to say that it is even worse for women around other women. I can imagine that. Yeah, I, probably... I think there's more judging going on, probably. I, I was travel. 
go into a woman's soul and try and not laugh at the woman next to you. It's horrible. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Nice name. That is hot. I've never. I always like woman with boys' names, but I've never heard of a girl, Jack. <laughs> Listen. If you go back and you take the totality of what you have t- of what you have said tonight when it comes to women and relationships, you are obviously a homosexual. I am not. And I am okay with that. I don't judge you. I think it's even better for us as far as EEO. I'm a Mexican. You're a gay. <laughs> and it's, I'm completely straight. And I think it's good for the show. It gives us an angle. You know what I mean? But what angle is that on my knees? Why would you go? That's inappropriate. Heath Ledger died this week. Why would you say that? Let's go to Dave. Dave, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, yeah, yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about two or three men in prison. All right, I got it. You got a bad line. Try to give a call back in a little bit. I don't know what he was saying. said something about pilot. You want to talk about a pilot. What does that mean? I'm having fun tonight. Yeah. I told you I was surly tonight. You are. I'm just going to accept everything that's spoon-fed to me. Sometimes you can't even say the word fart in certain places. Mm-hmm. How stupid is that? Pass gas. Ugh. You we'll know, let them rip. Here's what I want. I want a president... Do an oopsie. ...who's going to realize mm. that this nation is not for children... I want a president who's going to realize that there are certain things that matter in life. Then don't elect the Antichrist. Stop it. Listen, some idiot uh, is going to get a hold of that and think you're serious, like the woman who called earlier and agreed with you. And then all of a sudden, we're going to get in trouble. Why? For trying to protect people? It's the hideout, 106.7. We're going to get to talk to Joe next. Joe Radio coming up at 9 o'clock? I hope so. It would be not. I mean, I don't know. I know he's probably prepping for the show, but... Mm-hmm. Probably up to his ears and papers and uh, telephones trying to get these interviews in. I know he is going to have the latest for you when it comes to the primary. He's going to break down whether or not the tax uh, rebates are good for us and small business. I hear Obama is actually going to be on his show to announce, yes, that uh, he is... Uh, Accepting the win. That's all next with Joe Radio, but first, 30 more minutes of this heap of nothingness called The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Another dimension, so to say. The Hideout. We heard you guys have a uh, anything-goes type situation here. Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. Hideout on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. Be a part of it. 800-636-1067. Hideoutradio.com is the website, and the AOL Instant Messenger is open for you to use and uh, contact us with it. The name on there is Hideout Radio. Coming up, a couple of things. We'll talk some Super Bowl in a second. Also, to a rapist who... um only attacks dudes because he figures they can handle it better. <laughs> uh, however, the main thing coming up 
Joe Radio, 9 o'clock. Joe Ardinger. Howdy, guys. Hey, my man. How are you? How are you guys? I haven't heard from you guys in a long time. Yeah, we're doing all right, I guess. I mean, you know, we, we tell people we're in Florida doing the show, so whatever. But, um, yeah, Florida sucks, and <laughs> we wish we were there with you in, uh, in Fairfax. How, how have you been? I'm fine. It's got to be warmer down there, though. Of course. It, it's, but you know what it is? And but. we've talked about this before when we spoke to the junkies and stuff. It, Florida is America's grease trap. Yeah, it's the uh, it's kind of like uh, on the George Foreman where all the burger grease falls into. <laughs> I agree. Actually, I'm of uh, the persuasion that we should just take a giant saw and cut it off and let it float away. I'm so with you, and you know, I'd even be willing to sacrifice myself. And just, <laughs> it's a greater good. Yeah, I'm willing to have that happen, dude. All right, so is the show called Joe Radio? It is this week. <laughs> Yeah, you all the image. You have to rework all the imaging and stuff. Are you? Is there imaging, <laughs> dude? It's gonna be. Joe I'm at, I'm at on... ten eight hundred Main. <laughs> imaging, you got it right here. <laughs> He's gonna be playing his guitar coming in and out of breaks. <laughs> yeah, really. It's gonna be awesome. So, what do you got on tap? I mean, how do, I mean, if you don't mind, because I mean, we get to listen to Donna Mike, you know, on the feed every once in a while. But how did all this come about? Um. Well, you know, 11 years ago, I started doing <laughs> overnight weekends playing jazz records, and here I am. That's awesome. No, um, I don't know. I was talking to CK one day, and he mentioned, you know, you got anything you want to do? My weekends are wide open, and so I thought about it. Is he already offering you the 6 to 9 shift? Is that already happening? Is he already mo ready to kick us to the curb? No, no, no. I, I, I won't do more than two hours until somebody pays me something. <laughs> You know, and I thought about it for a while, and I thought, well, what exactly would I do? It's 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 a lot different when you're you're hungry and oh yeah, I could do a show, I could do a show, and they go, okay, well, here's a couple of hours, and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, well, now what? Yeah, you know, it's basically 120 minutes counting backwards, so <laughs> it's yeah. a challenge. That's the way, about it. that's the way we always approach our shows. How can we kill time? Well. What? And How I, long are the commercial breaks? Uh, all right. I don't then. even think Josh was just telling me. I don't even have commercials. I'm going to have to load up some Westwood One spots. <laughs> That's like, get the fills. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, a lot of those uh, Crosby uh, commercials that we just heard. Yeah, yeah you know, and uh, buying a star for somebody. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that on the show, actually, because I do have a theory. If somebody buys you a star... And the star, it turns out, is inhabited with superior alien races, mm -hmm. and they take over the, wor uh, the world. Does that make you king of the world? Yes, I think so. It's your you, star. Yeah, it's my star. But what about the person who bought it for you? D does that make them, like, vice king? I, I think that's up to you, uh, but I, I think you'd owe it to them to uh, make them vice. So for people who are listening right now, I'm going to need a lawyer to call in a little after <laughs> 9 o'clock. Yeah. I want to get to the bottom of this. We're, mm -hmm. all, we're also going to talk about the, uh, have you heard about the reptiles from the hollow planet Earth? Um, I've heard about the, the, the what isn't it? Dick Cheney's a reptile, isn't that one of the? Oh, Bush, Cheney, Trump, yeah, they're all, all of them. They're all Paris reptile Hilton, people. Yeah. So and so, like I, V the movie. I guess so. I've got definitive proof that I will reveal on my show tonight that, <laughs> that awesome. they do. They do indeed exist. They don't even have to hide themselves. People mm -hmm. will clamor to them, even if they are reptiles or if they're humans. So stay tuned for that, because I do. I have definitive proof. I can't wait. All right, well, cool. There he is, Joe Radio, 9 to 11. Thanks a lot, guys. Of course, man. I love to talk to you, man. It's good hearing from you. There he is, Joe Ardinger. See you later. There he is. Stop Matt, on. answer your phone. Stop mine. Oh. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Later, later bro. Later. Wow. <laughs> 
and even as an in-studio audience. I love it. Oh, man. That Joe show is going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, we got to hurry up and get home and turn on the stream so we can mm-hmm. listen to it. He's going to have definitive proof that there are reptiles. I don't know if there could be any more proof. I already believe. No, I understand. Wrap it up with some headlines. The Super Bowl is set. Yep. Uh, and it I is going to be the Patriots and the Giants. Mm. And I honestly uh, hate the idea of it. There is not a less appealing big game or whatever we need to call it on earth. Well, what do you think about uh, Tom Brady walking around with that walking cast? I, don't, care. It's I don't even think it's real. Yeah, it's a bit. Exactly. And the fact that everyone's falling for it and is going with it, it's a bit. He's obviously going to play. He's going to be fine. My problem is that I hate the Patriots. We have made this incredibly known throughout our show in the mm. hideout. Don't like them. So there's no way you can root for them and perfection. On the other hand, being a fan of a team in the NFC East, I grew up in Dallas, so I'm sorry. I'm a Cowboys fan. Many of you, Redskins fans. There's no way that you can root for the Giants to win the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, we are stuck. It depends on. I mean, go to the junkies party and have fun and win prizes. But other than I mean, that, uh, who, who wants to? Who wants to? Uh, I would even who say cares who I'd wins even, the game. I would even say more so as a reason to go to the junkies party and go to some kind of party. So there's something else to do other than watch the game because you're going to watch the game, but don't do it at home because you're going to be bored out of your mind. I just. I really don't. It's like if Republicans were running against Republicans just for the presidency. Like, I couldn't root. Why? I came down to Rudy and Mitt. I, I want to put a gun on my back. Why mouth. do we need another big game with uh, New York and Boston? Why is that the only thing that's happening anymore? I hate that rivalry. Um, I hate Boston. At least the people from Boston. Right. Um, I don't hate New York or the people from New York, but I have no real um, like for the Giants at all. If it was the Jets, I would be rooting for them a little bit more. Could there be two more opposite quarterbacks by Mr. Superstar Tom Brady and and then Mr. Waterhead? Yeah, Mr. Waterhead uh, Manning. Either one of them interchangeable when you talk about waterheads. Yeah. But these two, these two guys, I just I can't get behind it. I'm not gonna the retard or the superstar jock. Who do we want me to go with? Who do you want me to get behind? And Eli, I don't think I've ever watched one game where you are looking at him and he seems into it. The only redeeming quality of this whole thing is to watch Tom Coughlin have a heart attack on the sidelines. That man gets so worked up. And him being in a Super Bowl, and when they just start getting trounced like they will, everybody knows that they're going to get trounced. He's going to go nuts. He's going to go ballistic and probably keel over right there on the sideline. Is this thing in Arizona? Yeah. So there's not even a hope of a monster coming out of the sea and destroying the field or anything? No, but there are those tremors monsters coming out of the sand. And we can hopefully uh, Kevin Bacon leads them right into the, the stadium there. We need a nice chupacabra to come up and attack. Ugh. What is a chupacabra? I don't know. I, 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 from what I've overheard, it's the worst uh, monster in the world. It's like it's like a wolf man almost. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrible. I don't know what my people come up with. Rapist confesses to attacks on five men. Kenneth Hill was sentenced to 99 years in prison. 
said he decided to assault men rather than women because it would be less hard on them. Is he the most considerable rapist ever? Considerate rapist yeah. ever. I would say so. I mean, he's not raping women because he knows how, how painful those memories are for women. He's seeing how it affects them. Dudes uh, tend to be able to roll with the punches, <laughs> roll with the rapes. So, uh, yeah, I would say... Um, I would say it would be less scarring to a dude. Now, here's an interesting stat that I found. Not literally. I think literally it would be more scarring to a dude. All right, all right, all right. But, yeah, mentally, uh, yeah. Ex- um, apparently, the U.S. Justice Department says one in 33 men gets raped. I never thought about no. that. No. I mean, one in 33 men. That, that seems like a higher stat than women. No, women is like one in six. It's something appalling. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you victim of rape, blah, blah, blah. One in six women, which is even crazier when you stop and think about that, too. But one in 33 dudes, I never expected. What are they considering rape? And I'm not trying to be. No, I'd uh, rather not even go here with you because you've no, been I'm, very shock jockey. No, I'm not going to be shock jockey with it at all. But is rape considered all out rape, or are we considering, um, like, uh, I don't know, fondling as a kid and that kind of stuff? Because that does make sense with. Uh, with there are a lot of young boy rapists who fondle boys and everything. As so far that, as the numbers coming up? Yeah. So, I mean, adult men, I would think it would be harder to rape an adult man than... Uh, the, it's a, I don't know. That's actually kind of a good question because I've talked about it before. Have I talked about it on this show in D.C.? I don't think so. I don't know if I want to talk about yeah, it Yeah, let's now. talk about it. Well, I was molested when I was a kid by a fat chick. Seriously. I was molested by a fat chick when I was a kid. And that's why I hate fat girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just do. Because it takes me back to my... She was a she was a babysitter. Was her she, name Carl? She would call it playtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know... Can you still smell her breath? Abused. No, but you know what I remember from it and that I hate to this day? What? She wore baby powder. A lot of baby powder because just to kind of moisten, like get, get the moisture down on her. Yeah, because oh. she was always sweating. Oh, <laughs> what a sexy picture you paint here! Well, I'm telling you, it was awful. Yeah, I remember her name, Kim. I don't want to say the last name, but of course not. You know, yeah, nothing ever happened to this girl, right? Well, at least from your end, you never. Now, my mom did. My mom, <laughs> I I talked. I spoke about this on the air when we were in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Just so happened to be a night that my mom was with all of my extended family in well, West why were Texas. They, listening? they all happened to be listening at the uh, this- at the salon. Uh, they had the, they were streaming the show online. Issues and she she called me. She like during the break. Are you serious? I had no my I had no idea. Oh my! And my mom was heartbroken. Uh- I ran the same kind of bit with my mom. But one it time. wasn't a bit, though. No, but I, I did the same type of thing, and it wasn't on the air or anything. Um, I I was talking, and I, I told her that my dad molested me. Oh. And the most disturbing part about it was she wasn't shocked. Whoa! Yeah, and I, I'm like, I'm, I was kidding. She's like, oh, okay. Wow. Uh, that's, uh... So, I'm wondering, did it happen now? No, I'm actually wondering, was I raped as a kid? Am I one of these one out of 33? It would make sense, the way you speak and the way you've spoken all night about your relationships. 
800-636-1067 is the hideout headlines wrapping it up here on a Saturday night before Joe Radio takes over at 9. So this guy's raping dudes. And he's going to prison. What sense does that make? That does not make any sense if you're going to sentence a dude to 99 years essentially on a playground. Mm -hmm. That's like telling John Wayne Gacy you're going to be locked up in a boys' high school locker room. Or Louie Anderson, you're going to time out in a Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) That does not make any sense. Here, you're, you're raping dudes, so let's see. Let's send you to prison. Have fun. Have fun being locked up with one dude and then having to shower with them where the guards tend to turn their backs on those kinds literally, of things. Literally, uh, this cat, literally going to heaven. Last story of the night, and we saved it purposely for the last story of the night leading into Joe Radio because of the fact they're going after our listeners. Mm-hmm. And I mean our Saturday night listeners. A guy in New Mexico, a Democrat, of course, lawmaker, trying to dip into our pockets a little bit more, wants to tax televisions and video games to raise funds to fight child <sighs> obesity. Enough. Leave no child inside is the name of the bill. Enough. The reason I say this, in all sincerity, when we created this show, The Hideout, back when we originally did it on Saturday nights on WJFK, I created it for people like me. Mm -hmm. People who enjoyed hanging out, listening to the radio, probably playing their video games. Mm -hmm. They have two televisions set up. Mm -hmm. One is for your video game. The other one is for the TV that you have on. And then you also have the radio on in the background. That's what I imagine our listeners like. Although, incredibly, the vast majority of our call tonight from women who sounded sexy. Yeah. That I did not plan on. I want to tell you, sir, lawmaker. Yes. Stay one from our P1 audience. Yeah. Our heretics. Hands off. Our heretics. They are doing bad enough right now. Our uh, Joeyans, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the Joeys, whatever Joe wants to call it, his hardcore fans. Because, listen, these people, they may be fat, they may be pimply, they may have to put baby powder on because they're sweating in their crevices constantly. They may have no chance of getting laid anytime in the calendar year of two thousand and eight. But they're ours. Yeah, they're our guys. And don't tax the, the two things that bring them joy. Television and video games. It's unnecessary. It's an attack on our listeners. And I'm not going to stand for it. No, I mean, these are our people. As pathetic as they may be, it's not one for you to kind of take advantage never, and take their money. Never mind the greasy hair. Yes. And the stretch marks. Just because they're ugly doesn't mean you can tax them. Soiled underpants doesn't mean surtax or surcharge. Sure, sure they have no nothing going on downstairs because the fat has taken all their, their girth. But it doesn't mean you have to take their money. These are our listeners. And stop attacking their pocketbooks mm-hmm. that is lined with free, 
card punch outs. Yes, for most. And Baja Fresh. <laughs> and Chipotle. Anywhere that sells, that sells a humongously too big burrito. These are our people. Yeah. Hands off. And we're not going to stand for it. Sure, they may be coveted by no one else in radio or in real life. But these people that you're going after with their televisions and their video games, they're ours. Mm -hmm. We love them. And we'd be nothing without them. The instant messenger is blowing up right now. How dare you look into my life? That is exactly what I'm doing. Why are you describing me on the radio? (laughs) And I'll tell you why. Because I am describing me. (laughs) I just happened to trick a chick into doing me. That's the only difference between you and I. My friends, a quick little thing on taxes, if I may. I am sick of paying for school books with my cigarettes. I am sick. Uh, and I want, I want history books to have uh, brought to you by Parliament White put on them now. I want some kind of recognition for how much I put into every community that I go to. Smoking used to cost, I don't know, a buck fifty a pack, five bucks a pack at times because I have to pay for some retard's ride to school. Screw you and your chairlift. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> Alright, I feel really bad now I'm being called out. <laughs> you that's why you're ours and we're yes. protecting you. Our P ones, yes, our listeners. And we love you. We're gonna stick up for you. And your greasy mullets. <laughs> and your Indian burned lower uh, breast. From your fat rolls rubbing together so much it gives that Indian burn blackened effect. I'm here to stand up for the chafing in between your thighs when you stand up. All right, my friends, we're done. Joe Radio is on next. We got some Joe Menem going into this show. Nice. I like that. Joe Menem. The Joe Menem continues until 11 o'clock with Joe Ardinger. We'll be back next Saturday night, possibly, after the way we were shocking and jocking tonight. (laughs) I blame that all on dubs. He's on uh, drugs. Uh, we will see you guys next weekend at 6. Look for the podcast if you're just now tuning in. That'll be on WJFK.com, maybe. So if we never talk to you again, it's been fun. Again, for the third time, D.C., goodbye. Uh, thank you to Sideshow and also uh, Punani as well and everyone else. Joe Radio. Joe Mintum continues right here on WJFK. Uh, dubs, anything else? Ah, 5,000. All right, bitches, we out. 5,000. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick them to the floor. Cause I... I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I thought. I, 5,000.